Um, hey all, this is Andrew. Uh, sorry this episode is so late. We recorded this in the middle of December and I forgot to edit it. Um, until Ty reminded me. But yeah, um, just want to like apologize for that and say, hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, Jess mentions it in the episode that this is her last episode of hosting Palin Around, but unknown to me at the time, when we record this, this is also my last episode. So I just want to take a second and say thanks. Bye. And yeah, enjoy the episode. Sorry it's so late. Uh, yeah. Bye. Welcome to Pound Around, the official Uppercut podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact through the internet. I'm your host, Jessica Howard, and that's the last time I'm going to get to read that intro, and I'm really sad about it, um, because I'm, uh, and this is something to where if you follow us on social media, you probably have seen that uh, <laughs> that things are changing over at Uppercut. Um I was going to say, unfortunately, Kayla and I got jobs, but it is, it's like a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah like, like, arguably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really good thing. Like, Kayla is now working over at Ubisoft, and I am joining the team at GameSpot, and we're both super, super excited about that. But it is sad in that we will be um, leaving Uppercut at an official capacity. You'll probably still see us, you know, like, wandering around because... You're lost. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, just like Uppercut will always still be like our little our little family. Um, so yeah, but but this is gonna be my last time officially hosting this show. Um, but we're gonna go out with a bang because this is our game of the year episode. This isn't a podcast about Jessica. No, this is not a <laughs> podcast about about Kayla and I leaving or me. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be our game of the year episode. We always do game of the year a little bit different here just because like I don't know I feel like it can get really like contentious and and strange and go on for hours and it's just too much um but anyway yeah game of the year episode and we have a few of the uppercut crew here with us today to talk about it um sitting right next to me I have Andrew Cogswell Andrew how are you hello I'm good I'm drinking water (laughs) stay hydrated folks you excited to talk about video games absolutely not Um, also have our wonderful editor-in-chief, Ty. Ty, how are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm uh, excited to be recording this podcast because it's been a while and I miss talking to you about, about games. Yeah, it's been a hot sec and we've had, yeah. we've had holidays and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's good to be back in the saddle for the moment. Yeah, the last... The last two months have truly been a blur. <laughs> I could not tell you anything that has happened. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and we also have Eli with us. Eli, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. How have your holidays been, Eli? You know, they've been like everyone else's, I feel like. Um, luckily, I have like more time off. So mm-hmm. catching up on all of these 2021 video games, trying to cram it in. Hell yeah, that is exciting. That's kind of, I guess, been like, well, that was what I was supposed to be doing over my break. And instead, another game that we'll talk about later has taken over my life. I um, finally won. I did it, y'all. Yeah. 
The evil prevailed. <laughs> the evil uh, prevailed. The white man wins again. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but just went from Overwatch about... to this shit. I know. <laughs> Somehow it got worse. <laughs> it's it's just like the Oscar Isaac from fucking like Star Wars. Like somehow Palpatine returned, <laughs> but somehow <laughs> just his video game taste got worse. Hey. It's no, less, at least, at least. it's less even that it got worse, and it's just it was, it was just more unexpected. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Can we just talk about what we're talking about? Okay, it's sure. Fucking Final Fantasy fourteen, <laughs> Final Fantasy Dork Teen. Yeah. Damn. So, Jessica's like Ty said, unexpected. Jessica finished ARR, A Realm Reborn, like the base game, and I looked at her and I told her, I never thought you'd be here. <laughs> because I've been playing this game for so fucking long and tried getting her into it so I many mean, times. And she just <laughs> I tried it before Jess did. That's actually not true. Well, so I did. That's I true. tried it. I put when it came out. I put more time and, like, into it at the time. True. Jess has definitely that beaten me now, but mm-hmm. for a long but while. No. <laughs> I I tried the game back when it came out in like 2014. Yeah, when 2014 um, came out. When when it like. Yeah, and and I, yeah, Mm -hmm. and I was not into it. I'm not an MMO person. I just like, and I think for me too, there was some like defensiveness because so many people were like, "Oh, this is just as good as a regular Final Fantasy game," and no one was saying that at that point. (laughs) No, okay, not at that point. You're correct, but I like I don't know. I just wasn't super into MMOs. To me, it couldn't like it paled in comparison to a Final Fantasy game, so I was kind of like, eh. They'd... And, like, I played Eleven a bit. And so I was like, Eleven was, like, not that great. <laughs> this is not that great. I'm not really... I don't want to devote my time into this. Like, I I don't know. So I kind of dismissed it. And over the past, I guess, I mean, that was, like, 2014, 2015, so, like, six or seven years, like, I've tried it a couple more times, mm. and every single time I've just bounced off of it. I've been like, this is not worth the amount of hours that you have to sink into it. This is not for me. Um, especially, and then, and then, like, the whole, like, dialogue and about how it's just as good as any mainline Final Fantasy game came out, and I was like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> um, because I feel like the inherent nature of it being an MMO like means that the narrative can't be delivered in the same way and kind of makes it to where it can't be as good. And I still kind of stand by that a little bit right now. Um, but I don't know. I, but I got over like the hump that I guess you have to get over in with that game. The first half of ARR. Yeah. yeah the first AR, half of ARR is kind of rough. And like, I still don't necessarily think that it's like, a game for everyone. <laughs> I know that there, well, there are some people who just like recommend it like as like, like blanket, you know well, what I some mean? Some people are also dumb. Yeah, they are. Cause it's, <laughs> yeah. Cause you really do have, like you have to put 40 hours into that game before it gets like decent. Yeah. Like they're minimum. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it really like all throughout ARR, I was like, this is pretty underwhelming. <laughs> Um, but I'm just going to keep doing it because it's fun. It's mindless. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's good junk food, you, you know? You hang out with me and Moises. Yeah, I got to hang out with you guys. And it's been fun. Um, and then we got to the patches after. Last cutscene. 
Huh? That last cut but, scene. Well, that's in the patches. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah you're that's right. not even part of ARR. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so, and then you get to the patches, and, like, the patches are kind of good, but they jump around a little bit, and so, like, it, it was, like, I was I was still kind of on the fence, and then you get to the final bit of the patches, and you get to Heavensward, and it's, like, an entirely different game. Um, so I do have to give credit where credit's due and Got say, right. yeah. But I'm still not as, like, I, I'm not as gung-ho as a lot of people, yeah. but it's a lot of fun. And there are, there are some, like, really good story elements. Yeah. Um, and that's what I've been playing obsessively for, like, the last month. So that's why I'm talking about it right now. But Same. Yeah. That's all I have to add. Same. Yeah. Game good. Anime good. It's anime. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not, like, anime-ass, like, anime. Uh, I don't think I it don't is. Oh, no. That one cutscene in Heavensward was pretty anime-ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's as, like, anime as, like, a Tales game or something. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Well, that's what, when I think of anime-ass yeah. games, I think of, like, Tales or, like, yeah. Persona, even. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not at all like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Final Fantasy XIV is good. If you feel like <laughs> investing the hours you into it. You can't right now. Yeah, you literally oh, yeah, you cannot do can. that. Yeah, yeah, unless you're already a player. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's for everyone. I think that more grains of salt should be taken with it. <laughs> um, but I am having a very fun time. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Genuinely, I, though, actually, because you're the one who kind of like forced me to play it. So I didn't, I didn't put a gun to your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you like heavily like we're like, oh, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it, you know. Yeah, no, I like 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 carrying you and Moises through like ARR and like early Heavensward stuff. That was fun. Yeah, it's so, uh, now it's... we're all cut up in the same spot. Yeah. No, I'm at five hundred hours and you're at like one hundred and twenty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I got to say about that. That's the most recent thing I've been playing. But we should like actually talk about uh, twenty twenty one games. I mean, the loop. and Walker came out this it. year. Final Fantasy kind of counts. That's true. That's true. We're at, we're not at Endwalker yet. We're nowhere fucking um, close. <laughs> no, but it came but out. But it did come out. It, it was a thing. Yeah. 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 yeah the servers when are did, still not working because of it. When did you stop? Like, where did you leave off, Ty? I'm with fourteen at the end of is A A R R the first part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm at yeah the like I'm at like I'm almost at the end of that. Okay. But I probably not gonna finish it that's yeah fair. that's fair um yeah it's it's a lot to get through and yeah but anyway like i said we can, we can be done with final fantasy 14 let's <laughs> andrew you said that this is the year of the loop yep. and we were talking about that before the podcast started because like it truly is yeah um so i think let's maybe start with talking about some loop games um i'm gonna toss it to ty and Ty, I'm going to let you pick one of the loopiest games on your list to talk about. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, just in terms of chronological order, uh, the loopiest game on my list is definitely uh, Loop Hero. Uh, yeah. Which is from Four Quarters Crew, and it came out in March on PC, and then it just got a Switch port in de- early December. Um, and it's kind of a hard game to, like, describe, but there's a loop. Um, you have, like, a little road, basically a little, like, rock road and a campsite, and your little pixel guy just kind of walks around this loop, and it's automated for the most part, 
and um you can you know equip equip him with different little items depending on what class he is and the all of the fighting and stuff is automatic it's all just based on the stats from your equipment and the environment and so the environment is basically what you can play around with with the different cards that you have so it's like a weird well not weird because that makes it sound bad but it's like a combination between kind of an idle game and a deck builder and a little bit of roguelike stuff just in terms of like the rng and the facts that like mm-hmm. if you die during a loop and you don't have a certain resource to spend you lose like most of your shit i think you only get to keep like 30 percent of your resources um and then it's also kind of like a like a i don't know what to call it but you build like a little town yeah, like a base building yeah. aspect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, so yeah, it's all very like interconnected and so you you know, you do the loop to get stuff to build more shit in your base and then you also like the more you fill out the loop, the closer a meter gets to uh unlocking like, the boss of that chapter for the loop. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, I think it's interesting. I watched the no clip documentary about it and like a lot of the story stuff was like secondary to the idea of, you know, like the loop. Um, because it was originally a game jam game. And like I think they mm. did such a really good, interesting job with the narrative that they decided to add to this like mechanic that they came up with. Um, I think like you can you probably wouldn't know that if they you know, weren't, like, publicly saying it because I think it's really interesting. Um, yeah, you actually saying that. I, I haven't watched that documentary yet, but I want to because mm-hmm. Noclip does really good, like, a really good job with all of their their little documentaries that they do. Um, but, yeah, I would have never guessed that because it does seem very, um, I don't know, like, the story is really kind of cool. It almost reminds me, it's like that 70s, like, or early 80s, like, sci-fi horror, like, Dungeons and Dragons-y type feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it's not something that I feel like you super see a ton of. I mean, maybe there's a bit of a resurgence of it, I don't know. But um, I, it's it's a really interesting story about, like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's about, like... The end of the world and, like, kind of resettling after that. And, yeah. And, like, well, and it's also just about, like, the idea of, like, what do you do when God wants you to die? Yeah. My God. That's just my Monday, dog. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Eli's having a crisis now. <laughs> that just, that one statement was like, wow, I'm rethinking everything right now. It, but I mean, yeah. Loop Hero does that. Yeah, I mean, Loop Hero, yeah. like, after, like, in the second boss fight, you kind of find out, like, what the fuck is going on, like, actually. And mm. if you fight that boss multiple times, you kind of have multiple conversations about it. And, like, yeah, like, it, like it's a lot of being like god said fuck this and you being like well we don't want to die so did Yar- yoko taro make this <laughs> this has big yoko taro vibes <laughs> like it's just yeah it's really interesting that like it's, it's a pretty you know i don't i feel like profound is like i don't know the right word but like 
it it does feel pretty in depth for something that like was not, you know, the like the the core design concept. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, think wow. that that's that's one that we've all played too. I mm-hmm. think that I jumped on pretty late because I did not start playing until um, I got a code for it on Switch. So um, I started playing like. A, like at the very end of November, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I immediately sunk. Like, <laughs> I think that I checked my switch time um, after playing for like four or five days. And I realized that I had put like 30 hours or something into it or like 25, like, like something like gross. Yeah. And I you was like, deep. Yeah, I really, really liked it. But I still I still haven't passed the second boss yet. Um, and I've kind of taken a break from it because I've been playing so much 14 now. But, um, but yeah, I put probably 25 hours into it. And I still haven't made it past the priestess. Um, that's the second boss. And there are four altogether. Um, but I'm, I really, really love it. Um, Andrew, you started playing when Ty did earlier this year. Yeah, I watched Ty stream it and I immediately bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Game's fucking good. Blood for the Blood Grove. Blood for the Blood Grove. <laughs> so much fucking blood for that Blood Grove. Except Glenn was right. Actually, once you get further in, the Blood Grove is not as useful. Yeah, I'm not very far yeah. though. I haven't. I haven't gotten to the second boss yet. Oh really? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought you had. Mm-mm. And then Eli, you're like me. I think where you just started playing recently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started like at the beginning of December, I think. Um, I'm also, I just checked Steam, I'm about, I'm about like, 25 hours in. Um, I think the last thing I did was beat the second boss, and even that was like, man, I didn't think I'd be able to do this for at least, like, five more hours, because mm-hmm. I, I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing, uh, to, like, set myself up to fight these bosses, but... That's one of um, the cool things about it, though, right? Like, you always mm-hmm. feel like you don't really know what's going on. <laughs> At first, yeah. like, you know, like every new card you get, you're like, okay, how can I use this effectively? Right. And yeah, it's, I, that's one of the things I like about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun to like the deck building aspect is pretty cool. Like, you get your four presets and then just kind of swap and make those like what you want them to be any given mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, I like getting to mess around with like maybe I put more like, vampires in this deck because i'm trying to go for a vampire build and like the way you can set yourself up is really cool i think just like figuring out how to you know set yourself up for the specific boss like takes a lot of trial and error and Mm -hmm. um yeah no i think that's where the roguelike part comes in and really like shines where you're like i'm gonna fight this boss over and over again until i figure this guy out yeah especially because it's like Hades in the sense where you have to do it all in one go so it's not like you mm-hmm. finish like one chapter and then you move on like like Returnal right because Returnal is more like that where you like once you finish the boss of an area yeah. you move on to the next place yeah like, kind of yeah and you don't have to worry about like doing that boss again yeah but it's like you have to be all four bosses in loop hero in a row no you don't Oh, you don't? No. Oh, Andrew told me you did. No. No. You can unlock, like, once you, I mean, like, you have to unlock them in a row in the sense that, like, you know, you have to unlock them sequentially, but, like, because you can go in between the chapters, so. Yeah, I forgot you can toggle chapters. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. 
I've not been toggling the chapters. I, I've just been doing it in one go. I just realized I haven't been on Switch either. I totally oh forgot about that God. until Ty said earlier. <laughs> well, but that's like, how oh, wait, you. But just, just, if, just if you got to the priestess, then you know that you could toggle the chapters because you can't get oh. you can't get to the priestess on chapter one. Like each. You probably oh. just never went back. You can't. Maybe it automatically did it yeah, then. It but I thought that I'd be. Okay, well, apparently I'm confused then. Yeah. Each <laughs> I got chapter to the priestess, but... is its own loop, essentially, and like has its own oh. boss. So, like. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. So it's. Just kidding. Yeah. So it's. it's Yeah. Well, fuck. Andrew lied to me and I then did. made me look bad on the podcast. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Andrew. <laughs> Um, I swore like, okay, I must have not like I just clearly I must have not. But in my mind, I was like, oh, like, I can't believe I have to do all four at once. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I've I need to get past the priestess. But yeah. Um, Anyway, what was I saying? Loops. Loops. Oh, before we end on Loop Hero, it also gave birth to the best uppercut meme this year, which was, oh, God, a vampire from Kayla. Yes, true. (laughs) Um, that Kayla, was really the 2021 game of the year. Yeah. Kayla started playing Loop Hero, put down a vampire mansion, and then texted us saying, oh god, a vampire, because she was surprised that the vampire mansion spawned vampires. Because that's the <laughs> other thing I'll say, is like, if you read all of the text in Loop Hero, like, it tells you what's up. It tells yeah, you, it does. like, everything the cards will do... And, like, yeah. sometimes there is hidden shit that, like, you just find out yeah. when it happens, but, like... Like the rocks and mountains. Yeah, or, like, the, mm. um... There was something else. I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. Um, but, yeah, there is little stuff like that, but, like, overall, the more you read, especially when you're getting into the, like, um, supply menu when you get that, super, super important for your build literally game changing equip yeah. your fucking shit that you get yeah yup um but we'll move on to a- another loop game i'm gonna toss it to andrew for this one andrew do you want to talk about death loop sure um i was super jazzed for death loop um like up in like as it you know when it first got announced i was like this looks really cool like i like the idea the concept like the one perfect day um, let me backtrack a little bit and explain that a little bit more. So you're a dude, you got to kill, I think seven people, uh, all in one day. Uh, if you die and you actually have to do all seven in yes. one day, yes. one. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not, not like, loop- yeah. Loop um, so you have to like line the targets up and get them in the right places you want them to be in at the right times to, in order to get all seven killed in one day. And then you can escape the loop. Thought the concept was great. Um, I got really busy around launch, so I didn't touch it for, I didn't even buy it until like a month after launch, even though it was like my most anticipated game of the year, um, probably. Um, yeah, I mean, it's by Arcane, um, who did Dishonored and Prey. Um, it's got that, it's definitely got that Dishonored, like, DNA and energy to it. I, I wish I liked it more than I did. Um, it feels at simultaneously too open and too closed at the same time as far as like your like ability to adapt and do what you want um you'll get clues in your notebook that like lead you to different like special weapons that you can uh keep between loops if you like do certain things and like different ways to take out these um targets and 
it's just it's overwhelming almost like going into your notebook and seeing all this information and trying to parse it out into something usable at least for me i got really overwhelmed with it and that's honestly why i haven't gone back to it like i ended up i the most i've killed in one day is i think four three or four so like around halfway and like i feel like i kind of get the point and i don't know how much i want to go back to it um especially because like there's stuff i'd rather play more um but yeah i mean like I think a lot of it is really cool and I still think the concept is really great and clever. I just, I feel like the structure killed it for me. Hmm. So yeah, Eli, I know you Hmm. played it too. What did you think? Um, I'm kind of with Andrew where like, I haven't gotten too far into it. I probably put in a total of like five or six hours. Um, and this is my first arcane game period so like my dude (laughs) i know it's like better as you go further back right it's kind of like you go backwards yeah from here but i mean it depends on Um, who you ask because the prey heads will get very aggressive with you about how good that game is but like dude pray for hands love pray Pray fans love pray and i get it it's it's a vibe but it's fucking unplayable past that difficulty yeah, spike unless you are a monster <laughs> yeah play dishonored for sure uh if you've okay. got game pass it's on there definitely play dishonored cannot recommend that mm-hmm. game enough it took me three tries to get into it but once i got into it i got lost in that game yeah play the mm-hmm. if you do play dishonored you should play the dlcs but you don't have to play the dowd one if you don't want to because that one's pretty boring but the brigmore witch one's pretty good all right, all right. Well, yeah, I got that game pass, so I know it can go back at any point. Um, so I'm really looking forward to Dishonored and Dishonored 2 and Prey if I, you know, go that route. But, yeah, no, I kind of feel you, Andrew. Like, as far in as I am with Deathloop, and I think kind of going back to what you said about Dishonored, like, this might be a game where I need to, like, take a break and come back in a couple times to really, like get into it and be like all right yeah i'm gonna sit down and figure out how to do this giant puzzle in like you know just die over and over but yeah get into that whole mindset of like i'm gonna do this it can be done (laughs) but it's fun um i'm still so early on where like i don't really get a lot of the powers and like the cool upgrades that often Mm -hmm. um so like I know I'm still there's still a lot more ahead of me, but it it's just like not grabbing me at the moment. Yeah, it's it's weird because like like I said, I've, the most I've killed in one day is like three or four, but I've killed each one individually before, mm-hmm. and the plot and like the narrative and the mystery of the island, like why you're there, isn't driving me to like see it through. Um, mm-hmm. But like getting the getting the powers and like playing around with them for a little bit, that is fun. I uh, like that. I would at least recommend like killing each person once, getting their slab and playing with their powers a little bit because that's that is a good time. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, the first time I killed was it the wolf guy with like the telekinetic powers, mm. and yeah, when I got that, I was like, okay, I get it now. I'm trying to get all these powers, use them, you know, the right way. But yeah, that's kind of where I dropped off. Was like, ah, I have to do this every single time. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Well, unless you, but so I like unless it. you, if unless you use the like 
the resource. I don't remember what it's called, like infusium or something. A residuum? Um, yeah, residuum to infuse mm. the slab, and then you can keep the slab for the next run. Okay. Um, and keep the power. So. Yeah. yeah. And there's still a few puzzles that I'm like, I keep banging my head against, like, what am I supposed to do here? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think once I get past that hurdle and everything, it'll stick with me. Um, I like the style of it. Like, it's very yeah. stylish. It deserves mm-hmm. all the wins for, like, you know, art and music and whatever. Yeah. Um, the UI is whatever. I know a lot of people might love it, but I, I get pretty lost in it. I think Andrew, you might have said the same thing. Yeah, and like the actual like menus, like the journal aspect of it, it's very overwhelming. Yeah, it's the actual like the moment to moment UI is good though between like switching between your weapons and your slabs and stuff like that. Like that feels Mm -hmm. good. Um, but yeah, the the actual menu UI is a little little much. I also like Mm -hmm. I I I now have a propensity to get motion sick, and this game made me so fucking sick. And, like, it does not have good settings to fix that. Um, That's such a bummer. Yeah, I played it, like, two hours straight while I was doing guides, and I was like, I'm going to vomit. Um, And then I was looking for, like, settings to fix it, especially because Kayla was asking me about it, and I was like, oh, cool, there's really not that much you can do. (laughs) Yeah, because I think Kayla had the same issue, too, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I do love that, like, Ty and I, both at the same time, like, last year, just started getting motion sick from games. And was it, like, was it when we were both trying to play Dying Light? Yes. No, I I was okay playing Dying Light. The first time it happened bad to me was this year trying to play Valorant. Mm, okay. Mm. I was trying to play Dying Light with uh, Andrew and Ty for a stream last year, and that's when it started to happen to me. And I was like, holy shit, this game makes me... Like, I felt like I was getting a migraine and I was going to throw up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, so, a side effect of my medication. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, but it's a bummer because in stuff like Valorant or whatever, there's, like, a lot of settings that you can do um, to mess with, like, the motion blur and stuff to make it better. Because mm-hmm. um, even though, like, I think I am just like more sensitive to it now like if there's stuff you could do to like make it better but Deathloop that is not the case really and it kind of sucks I noticed this year with like a lot of different games there was kind of like a I don't know. I was frustrated with accessibility options a lot in a lot of different games this year, which is weird because I feel like there were so many like I we, there's just so much praise for like how much games are doing to kind of counteract that nowadays Mm. and like last year there was a lot of praise for like i don't know like the last of us 2 having really good accessibility options and like uh got even hades like with like the god mode right which Mm. like sounds like that would be really difficult but it's actually the way of like them scaling that game back to make it easier for people um but then like this year i feel like i kept like opening up menus of games and being like wow there's like no options for this and like metroid dread was one of those um yeah yeah. there's just there's like there's a lot of them nintendo are notorious about being shit with accessibility yeah. Um, I, but then but there's I, stuff like Guardians. Yeah, Guardians had, like, has a ton of, of settings for it. Mm-hmm. I think was it Forza? I think Forza. Also yeah. Had yeah, stuff? Forza was yeah, pretty five. good. Yeah. I forgot that I played that. That was another one that yeah. I guess I could have talked about, but I don't really have much to say. I think it was fine. Car game. Car game. Yeah. 
but it did have a lot of accessibility options, mm. which is really cool. Yeah. The rewind feature was really good. I used that a yeah. lot because I'm really bad at car games. Yeah, that Driving was Driving in good. video games is bullshit. It does not feel <laughs> anything like a real car. I assume it would if you do have the wheel or whatever, but, like, yeah. I don't understand. The joystick feels fucking bananas to me. <laughs> I just, like, I, and I think it's totally, like, a different strokes or different folks type thing, but, like, I, to me, I get so bored. Like, I tried Forza because I was like, you know, like... Racing games are a genre that, like, I don't play and I kind of, like, I, I don't want to say I write it off because, like, it's not like I disrespect them or whatever yeah, people just, play them. Yeah. But it's just, like, not for me. I don't play them. Um, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's on Game Pass. I'm going to, like, just try it. Mm-hmm. And it, once again, like, they're just, they're just not for me. Like, I played it and I was like, I'm, this is just driving. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not doing anything else. That's so. how I felt about it. So yeah. Oh, now we talked about Forza too. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I didn't uh, play it, of... but I knew it was a thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. Go there cars. Are, um, there are tracks that are shaped like loops in that game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got more yeah. loops. There we go. I think we got one more loop game. Do we have one more loop game? Yeah. Returnal. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, Returnal. Returnal. Yeah. So I think so. I played a little bit of it. Uh, Eli, did you play Returnal at all? No, I haven't played Returnal yet. Okay. And then Andrew and Ty, you both have. Andrew, mm. you are not super far in it. Ty, did you beat it? <laughs> no. I got to the no? first. No, okay, okay. I got to, like, the, the like, pregame area for the first boss and was like, you know, I'm okay. Mm. Okay, so I've made oh, it the farthest. So actually, yeah, we're both further then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was so... going strong and then I was like, you know what? I have, I've grown weary of this. Mm, yeah um i didn't i I got returnal for christmas because i I wanted to avoid it until it got the suspend run feature um man that game is cool um big alien vibes which alien is my favorite movie i told ty and eli this yesterday when the three of us talked um alien's my favorite movie of all time and it's got big alien vibes man if that game did not have big alien vibes i would have stopped way earlier really Uh, why just like it's cool but i couldn't find a groove for myself um until like the last like the the run right before i actually finally beat frike which is the first boss Mm. i just couldn't find a rhythm to it in a way that i can find with like shooters and platformers Mm -hmm. um i don't know if it's because it's in third person that it was just fucking with me but yeah, that the vibes in that game are immaculate. I did really cool. not think the platforming was good. I for as much I mean no, it, for it's as not. much it's as not. they're like, you better platform, bitch. I was like, this does not feel good to do. I don't like oh. this. It's very disorienting, especially in combat. See, and that's how I felt for a long time too. I felt disoriented. I felt like I couldn't get a rhythm, and then I got I got back into the swing like kind of like when i was playing hades a lot i'm just like i am always moving constantly i have got to go Mm -hmm. and like once i got into that swing of rhythm and movement i liked the game a lot more Hmm. um but yeah i i don't think i would have like really pressed on i mean i put maybe maybe six seven hours into it Mm -hmm. and beat and just beat frike um and man i do not know if i would have like enjoyed it or like 
really gave it a good honest effort if it didn't have very good vibes for my very broken brain. Hmm. So. So far, I am loving it, actually. Um, mm. I watched Andrew play. Andrew got it for Christmas. Um, I think he got it, like, the day after Christmas or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, because it, it was just one of those presents that showed up late. And so he put it in on the 26th, and I started watching him play it. And I was like, I, it, it had just never been a game that, like, super stood out to me. Um, I mean, like, I, I knew the premise of it, and I saw it, and it, it looked pretty, but there was just not enough there to where I was like, ah, yeah, that has to go on my my playlist, you know? Like, I, I need to get my hands on that ASAP. I saw Andrew playing it, and it just looked really, really cool, and I had just kind of come off of playing Metroid, and it it looks like Metroid, but more enjoyable. <laughs> um, so that kind of drew me to it, and uh, I... Um, at Frike, I've only fought him one time, but I actually did pretty well. Did. I like almost beat him that first time. Yeah. You and I both did really well, and you be I, you did better than I did. But yeah, we both got him down to one bar. But I think I've lit. I've died like three times. So mm-hmm. this next time that I start will be my fourth. Like I just haven't gotten a lot of time with it too because we've been playing a lot of fourteen. We've been like painting a baby room and doing like house stuff like during our break. Um, mm-hmm. And then Andrew's been playing it a lot, and I have like this is his presence, so I haven't like kind of wanted to like take that away from him and uh, you know like start playing in front of him when he's still going through it. Um, but it definitely like has perfectly synced up in my brain and it has it and it feels really good to play for me Mm -hmm. um and i'm not i don't really like platforming so it's funny that like you guys talk about how the the platforming doesn't feel good because like i like i don't know i guess to me like it doesn't even feel like i'm doing really to me me, like the platforming feels like such a non-issue right it's just there it's like i don't i just don't like that you have to use it so much and it just doesn't feel like good to do it like because yeah. i guess i just so many of those like levels I... are like so platform heavy and it's like okay cool like i'm sliding oh no i fell off a platform i'm trying to jump back the camera's moving weird like it's i don't yeah i don't care for it yeah see it's weird because i haven't had that issue at all like i feel like it's been very like fluid for like me, it's just like dash, dash, dash. Like, I don't know. And like, I, I don't, it, it kind of reminds me, I haven't played a lot of control, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of control. Yeah, I could see that. And it's just like very like fast and fluid. And I like, I don't know. It's something to where I think Returnal just like syncs with my brain very well to where like, I like that flow of combat and movement and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I can, I can definitely see myself beating in the next month here. Mm-hmm. Once Final Fantasy 14 stops ruining my life. <laughs> All right. Um, what next? I don't know. You have so many fucking games, dude. There's, there's a lot of games. <laughs> Too many video games. <laughs> I'm going to toss it to Eli. And Eli, I'm going to let you pick something to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think I'm seeing this on a lot of people's lists. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out. I want to say, what a surprise. Mm-hmm. I think it was... Re- wasn't it revealed this year at E3, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, it came out because it was like five or six months, yeah. like later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like a pretty surprise drop, and like I feel like we don't get those very often, especially for huge Marvel AAA games like that. Um, but it it came as such a surprise of like, especially after Avengers, where you know everyone's kind of on a little bit of a downswing with Marvel games besides Spider Man, and. 
I don't know, the when they revealed like you're gonna be Star Lord the whole time, I also was like Oh man, I don't know. I really want to play as my dude Groot, but if you're making me play Star Lord, I'll do it. Um <laughs> and it it really is shining so far. I think I'm about like two thirds of the way through at the moment. I just got it also on Christmas, so you know, making my way through. Um and yeah, I I was nervous because people were like kind of bagging on the gameplay and the combat and I seriously like love it so much. I I can't wait for each encounter to like come up and you know for my meters to fill and hit that that huddle up, get the the 80s music playing and just go to town <laughs> on these enemies. It's so fun. Ty, how do um, you feel about the combat? I didn't like it. Um <laughs> it's not like terrible. I just like by the end of it, I was just kind of like I get it. Um, okay. Especially because, like, sometimes the targeting, at least for me, was a little bit um, wonky. So, like, you'd be trying to aim the abilities at, like, the guy that they're yelling at you to be aiming at, and, like, you would just barely fucking miss it, and it would target somebody <laughs> else. And then they'd mm. be like, why aren't you targeting the guy? And I'd be like, I'm fucking trying to target the guy! Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought the huddle was cute, too. Like, it's a fun yeah. idea. But past a certain point, like, doing it that many times, I'm like, are we really, like, still just taking a break in the middle of the fight to, like, have a pretty <laughs> obvious chat? Like... To boost I... morale. <laughs> Maybe, if you do it right. Yeah. I So, I, I knew of the huddle mechanic before I started playing, but I didn't realize there was, like, a dialogue system in the huddle, so that threw me for a real loop. Um, and... I, I'm like I'm in between Eli and Ty with like how I feel about the combat. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I, it's just it's there. Um, the huddle up is cute. I I think the dialogue choice like is very a very strange choice um, because I think it kind of breaks the pacing of the fight a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think game good. I agree with Eli completely. I think it's a huge surprise. Yeah, um, it was definitely probably yeah. my biggest surprise of the year, honestly, just because, like, that reveal did not look good. No. No. And, like, you see it so many times, you're like, is this what it's, is this going to live up to the hype? And, I mean, it kind of did. Like, one of my friends that I talked to video game, like, about video games a lot, um, it was, like, as soon as it was announced, it was his most anticipated game of the year. He was stoked. And... I kept forgetting this game was even coming out or like existed. Yeah. And he was like, dude, it's my most anticipated game. Like, come on, give me something here. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> totally forgot. Like we'd be talking about like what, like what games we were going to be picking up in the fall and stuff. It's like, yep. I do not remember that game ever. <laughs> I just could not. It just kept leaving my brain. Well, I think like, t like, I don't know. There's just a lot of context around it too, where I feel like, out of all of the like the superheroes that you could have announced were getting a game, um, for as beloved as like Guardians of the Galaxy was like five years ago, mm -hmm. it's just kind of not anymore because of Chris Pratt <laughs> primarily. Yeah. yeah. Um and and so they Well and also like and, what they ended up doing with like Gamora and fucking Endgame and shit. Yeah. Like, 
Mm. Yeah, so it's just, like, they played, like, a very, like, especially with Gamora, like, I, I don't know, there's just weird roles for them in, like, the final Avengers movies, mm-hmm. or I guess, like, I don't know, the quote-unquote final Avengers movies. Um, and then, like, you know, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, like, people weren't as into that as they it, were the yeah, first they one. Hot on that and one. then Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt. Um, yeah. And so I think whenever, I don't, like, for me, like, that was kind of my deterrent. It's why I still haven't played it. Um, the only thing that has, like, made me think oh, I should, like, maybe play this, is the fact that, like, so many of my friends are now, like, oh, no, actually, it was surprisingly, like, really good. And I'm, like, okay, well, like, I, like, there's value to that. In Um, my opinion, this Star-Lord is a lot better than the Chris Pratt version. Like, all of the characters in this I prefer to the Marvel versions, and I realize that is, like, a weird thing, especially considering that, like, they cast a white actress as Gamora for this one. Um, but I think the versions of these characters are just, like, better. Um, and, like, Peter Quill's voice actor is, like, a little bit too Canadian to be compelling (laughs) as the character that he's supposed to be, but, Mm -hmm. um... It's still solid. Also, Peter Quill is a notorious monster fucker canonically in the game, and that is everything. Yeah, they lean on that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, like I'm only a few chapters in, but already I'm just like, damn, dude. <laughs> damn. Oh yeah. You gonna go, you gonna oh, go yeah. get tested? Cause like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, I think the writing is great. I agree, Ty. I think the, like I, uh, like I said, I'm only a few chapters in, but like the writing for these characters is very good. Very, very yeah, good. Yeah. And that's what everybody tells me is like the characters are better than like the Marvel versions mm. and the, and the characters like, and the writing is fantastic. And I mean, it, it <laughs> for what it's worth right like it won best narrative at the game awards yeah. like which i know like there were a lot of people who were like huh and then a lot of people who played the game who were like no actually like <laughs> that's like legit kind of cool because it was really good um so i don't know it's something that i might play i might not it's not like as up there on my list but it was something that i definitely like did not care about or remember at first because I saw it at E3 and I was like shocked that it was so soon. It kept slipping my mind. Didn't really care about Guardians of the Galaxy or Marvel like games at the, like, like Spider-Man's cool, right? Like Spider-Man's like kind of the cool exception, but like other than that, like, you know, I like, I didn't play Avengers. Like I've just kind of, that's yeah, not you been... and everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eli, I know I played it a lot too. Yeah, I played it a lot too. I'm just saying, that game did not do well because no one played it. Yeah. I got a free copy and didn't play it. True. Never once downloaded it. It's on Game Pass, y'all. I downloaded it. <laughs> never once played it. Never once opened yeah, I don't, it. it. It just never, like, appealed to me, but it seems like it kind of was a surprise, like, hit for people, so. Guardians, not Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Andrew, I'm going to toss it to you for the next one. Uh, okay. What do, you, uh, what do you want to talk about? What do you think I'm going to talk about? Uh, I think that it's probably either going to be Ratchet & Clank or Resident Evil. Oh, it's going to be Resident Evil. All right, okay, folks, okay. strap in. This game fucking rules. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> went fucking feral playing. <laughs> he true. became unhinged. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I love this game so much. Um, man, so... I, when they announced this game, I had not finished Resident Evil 7 yet. And 
they announced this and it's like european snowy vampires werewolves and like let's go i'm in this looks rad um because for some reason the the, the bayou people scared the shit out of me they're scary um yeah, they're horrible. I, I hate think they're them. much scarier. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah, they're way scarier. So like, I never finished seven. Uh, I hadn't finished seven when eight was announced. So I was really excited for eight. And then as we got closer to eight, closer to eight, closer to eight, seven went on sale, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm just gonna do it. And so I beat it in like January. And game was good. Scared the shit out of me. Um, I didn't like the, the the like the overarching story all that much. I thought it was very whatever. It gets progressively worse as it goes on. Like any yeah, good yeah. Resident Evil title, the longer uh, the longer you look at the story, the worse it gets. I argue that Resident Evil Village actually has probably the best story in the Resident Evil franchise. I haven't finished it yet. I Seven is good until it's really not. Please come I, over and sit on my couch and finish Village. I I want that more than anything. Yeah. I do agree with Ty, though. Like, that is a very, like, apt assessment of Resident Evil, though. Like, the longer you look at it, the more you're like, hmm. Yeah. There no, was so I, much. I, I, this is not a Resident Evil 7 podcast, but I am going to talk about it because I do really like that game. Despite how fucking unhinged the ending is, even by, like, Resident Evil standards. Because the thing about that game that I think a lot of people didn't like was, like, it is very grounded in, like, survival horror and, like, also a little bit of throwback to when Resident Evil was just in a mansion. But, like, yeah. it's still Resident Evil, bitch. Like, there's still gonna be a big fucking eyeball guy. Like, what do you think is gonna happen? Like, Mila Jokovic yeah. was in the movies. Like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what people think Resident Evil is. People act like it's, like, this prestige thing when it's, like, always been fucking stupid. <laughs> I love it. Um, but anyway, so, I, like, I, I beat beat 7, loved it. Or not loved it, liked it, thought it was good. Um, and then 8 came out. And Ty's right. I lost my goddamn mind. <laughs> I beat that game three and a half times in a month. They started speedrunning it. I beat the game in less than four hours. No. Less than three less hours. Less than three, yeah. Uh, okay, all at once. I did this all in one run. I beat it in less than three hours. I healed less than four times. I spent less than 5,000 gold, and I used only my knife with the exception of three attacks. All in one run. <laughs> Lost his fucking mind. A madman. Fucking great game. It's so good. I'm going to write my letter about it. Um... I just, man, I cannot I, wait for the DLC for that. I have played an hour of that game myself, which, weirdly enough, is a third of what it takes Andrew to beat it now. <laughs> um, but for me, it was, you know, a normal person's pace, so I played, like, a tenth of it. Yeah. Um, but, like, I played an hour of that game, yet I know absolutely every detail of that game because <laughs> I would just walk into the living room for a month and see a part that I had not seen before. And, like, between just, like, sitting on the couch and observing while doing other things and, and just, like, like I've seen I've seen that game in its entirety, like, probably two times through. Yeah. It, like, I played it so much. Monty was here, like, towards... <laughs> Towards the end of Monty's time when she was staying with us, uh, it came out. Monty wa watched me play it so much, it was one of her games of the year. She never touched the controller. <laughs> I... We were all victims to Andrew in Resident <laughs> Evil 7. Eight. Eight. 
Um, I bought oh, eight, eight. I, I bought it twice because I bought it on PlayStation, and then my capture card said "fuck you," because um, I was only playing it on stream because I'm a scaredy cat. Um, and then I so I bought it on PC, and that was easier to stream, but again, made me very motion sick. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, Ty, please come over. I want to, I want to, exp- I've, I've honestly seriously considered reinstalling it. <laughs> I'm like I gotta thinking about just trying run. to finish it on my so PlayStation. Close. Cause I feel like I'll be able to like do it better on console. I don't know. Yeah. But I did get, Ty, far- I, f- I did get farther in the PC version though. I'm like, I mean, I'm not far, I- but I like have seen the, the main cast of villains. Yeah. Mm. I will fucking FaceTime you <laughs> and hang out with you. Honestly, I'll just like stream it over Discord to you. Yeah, do that. I'm fucking I'm <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> this game's so good. <laughs> like I can't even like I don't even have like deep critical thoughts about it, right? <laughs> like I mean, I don't either. Just... My main thought, all of my brain okay. brain cell is just on, on Lady Dimitrescu. That's it. That's all I Ty, you, I know you she's did, not even like technically times. that big of a part of the game. I have like had a couple parts of it spoiled for me and also have just heard from people that like she's a little bit like disappointingly uh yeah. underrepresented mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, yeah. but there's a lot of evocative scenes in the beginning of that game is what I'll say. I want her and her three daughters to rip me limb from limb. The funniest together. thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life is when Andrew started playing this game and then texted me and was like, I finally get it. In reference to monster I, fucking. I do. Because of this game. Bringing families the, okay. together. Okay. Life changing. The vampire. It is. I've learned this year, monsters, conditionally, cool. Women Mm -hmm. with blue skin and white hair, very good. (laughs) I I fell in love with Mara Soft this year. Yeah? And the one lady from, uh, Lady Hellbender from Guardians of the Galaxy. Lady, okay, going back to that for a second, cowardly. Cowardly design to call someone the queen of monsters and then have her just be a big lady. Yep. Yeah, it's <laughs> bullshit. But yeah, that's what I've learned about myself this year. Mm-hmm. It's taking a lot of introspection. Yeah. I'm coming to you all with this information. Ty's already had this information because I texted him about it Andrew throughout the year. Andrew goes into 2022, a dad and a monster fucker. Okay, well, his taste is still extremely normy, but he like kind of yes, gets it, it is. now. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. He like like yeah. I like the I don't know that he's a monster and... fucker, but he like kinda gets yeah. it now. He like understands yeah. the appeal. Yeah. Yeah. He's dabbled, yeah. he's taken Resident a class. Evil 8. <laughs> Resident Evil 8 good. Like yeah. I said, I have zero critical thoughts about it. Um <laughs> despite beating it almost four times. But man, that game is fucking great. Um You know what game has monsters in it? <laughs> Most of them. Quite a few. A handful, I would say. I'm looking at um, your list, almost all of them. Yeah. I think the only exception is Monkey Ball. Uh, Life is Strange True Colors, unless you want to get, like, metaphorical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait. Um, no, I yeah. I was going to say... Whole, sorry. Uh, I like had to process oh. what you were saying. I did not understand that <laughs> sentence for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
I was trying to just think of a, of a good segue, but I don't, I don't really have a great one. So anyway, I want to talk about Death's Door because Do it. that is, and I think I just, I heard Andrew glowing about Resident Evil 8 and I was like, you know, I want to, I want to talk about my, uh, this is actually, this is my goatee. This is my game of the year. I wouldn't call what I said glow, glowing as much as just incoherent rambling, <laughs> but that's part of the glow. Th- thanks for the flattery. Yeah. Um, no, I, I loved Death's Door. It was my favorite game I played this year. Um, which is not super surprising because I am a sucker for like that sort of like pseudo Zelda exploration action adventure type game. And birds. And birds. (laughs) Um, and yeah, it's just a very endearing game. It's very... It's very charming. It's not something that is like... I feel like a lot of times we like thrust this expectation on indie games to be like the most profound thing that we've ever played um, or like most moving or most emotional. And it's it's not like that really, right? But it's still like very endearing. It still made me tear up at the end. It has like a lot of like subtle commentary on kind of like death and the idea of like carrying good memories of people with the bad. Um, And I just had a really, really great time with it. And I know Ty and Andrew, you guys both played it also, right? Yes. Yeah. What did, what did y'all think? Fucking loved it. Yeah? Yeah. I also liked um, it a lot. It has some of the best characters from this year. Like, or like as far as like new characters. Character design. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say character design. Yes. I, I would agree character design, but I also think just like... For how like small of roles all the supporting characters have, they're all very memorable and charming and cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them all. Yeah. 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 Death I... is the best. Who? Death. Yeah, I don't want to get into spoilers, I'm, like too spoilery. That's, that's but yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, for I guess for people who don't maybe know, the whole premise is that like you play as the little crow with the sword, and you're like a reaper of souls, and the start of the game is you going to reap a soul, which is like. A big deal because people have like people and monsters like no one has been dying for a while mm-hmm. um so then you go to do that and once you beat the first boss in the game uh this fucking old man crow comes and bonks you and steals it and fucks you over because <laughs> then you gotta go find this soul that's been assigned to you by the bureaucracy because if you don't you'll die because as long as the crows are Hunting for souls, they're mortal. And so you're like, well, shit. So then you're trying to find this fucking... This this fucking soul that went behind the titular death story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, I played it really late in the year. Like, I just finished it, like, last week. I played it when it came out on Switch, because I've been screaming that it should be on Switch since I first yeah, played it. Sense. It's a very perfect Switch game. Like, I, I will say, like, I think that that is a great way of playing it. Mm-hmm. I ended up playing it on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Xbox, yeah. Uh, and, like, it's, it, like, it's great on console, too. Like, don't get me wrong. But, like, that is, like, the entire time that I was playing on Xbox, I was like, ah, yeah, like, this would be a fantastic game on Switch. I bought it on Steam and was playing it on there. But if it had not been on Switch, I wouldn't have finished it. Because I did start it. I played like an hour or something of it on PC, and I was like, I know for a fact I'd love this handheld, but I can't stand playing it sitting up on a fucking computer. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like PC would be my least favorite way to play it. Um, you know, stuff like like I play Deathloop on Switch, and I really like Deathloop on Switch, not, but not Deathloop. Sorry, Loop Hero, Loop Hero. Yeah, Loop Hero. Did not play Deathloop on Switch. Uh, don't don't I worry, I'm not like breaking. Explode. Yeah. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> it was. It's just like smoking in the corners. <laughs> Uh, no, I played Loop Hero on Switch, and I really like it on Switch, but, um, like, when I play that game, I'm like, you know, I get how this would be better on PC, honestly. It is better on um, PC. Yeah, yeah I is. think, I just think that it would play a lot better on PC. But uh, the convenience but... of being anywhere and doing loops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... But with Death Store, um, whenever I played that, I was like, this game would fucking slap on Switch. So It does. Yeah. I would um, say it does. sometimes it doesn't run the best, which is a little bit unfortunate because it does look like the the art style and like cell shading of the graphics themselves look really nice. Um, and it can be a little bit like choppy on Switch sometimes. Uh Yeah. Not really during the boss fights, but more like when you're moving through certain environments. Um, so that can be a little mm. bit of a bummer. But overall, it's a fun game. Um, that's another one. Uh, <laughs> watch the new clip documentary. And it's another one where they were just like, yeah, we just have like a design. Like we just have an idea. Mm. Like we have this little crow character. We have an idea for combat. And then they built yeah. I mean- this story that like, like, yeah, like what Jess said, like it's not anything like you know, earth shattering or anything, but it is like a very interesting take on the notion of like the need to die and like the need for mm-hmm. things to come to an end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good. And it also like, I don't want to make a Dark Souls comparison in terms of the combat, because honestly, I think that's pretty bullshit. Like it is yeah. that, but only in like a very light way. Um, yeah, but it does it's... have the feeling of Dark Souls kind of in the narrative. It's not as, like, hopeless, but it is kind of that, like, yeah, there's some bucked up stuff going on, and, like, it is everywhere, and, like, you are dealing with systemic decay. Yeah. Yeah, You. I would say that I, I don't think that, like, you're off making a Dark Souls comparison, though, as much as, like, that's something everybody rolls their eyes at now, like, um, I mean, because even, like, the way that you explore is fairly Dark Souls-ish, like, Mm -hmm. the whole thing is, like, going through these areas, yeah, it's going through these areas this first time, and then, like, unlocking a shortcut, so the next, like, when you die and you have to start over, like, you can just take that shortcut and get back to where you were, which is, like, a very Dark Souls thing. Yeah, there are also secret bosses, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, a secret ending that you can get if you do all this extra bullshit that, like, I started doing and then I realized how much it was going to be and I was like, no, I don't care about this. Yeah, and, like, I've heard that the secret ending, too, because, like, I, I looked into it because I was, I was debating if I wanted to do it because I loved the game. Um, but it's something to where it's, it's a, like, I guess it harkens back to the first game the team did mm-hmm. and I haven't played Titan, is it Titan Blood or Titan, Titan Soul? Titan Souls. Titan Soul. Yeah, and I haven't played it, so I didn't... Yeah, Titan Blood is from Hades. Yeah. Uh, Titan Souls. Uh, I, I haven't played it, so I was like, this doesn't seem worth the investment for me. Um, yeah, I just watched it yeah. on YouTube. It was fine. Yeah. 
it's a it's a really great game though i had it's not like i said i feel like we have like this propensity to like make these these kind of indie games like the end all be all and they have to be these like profound like but it it really is just like a very sweet and endearing story um like it sad it touches kind of grim topics because naturally with like (laughs) i mean it's called death store so like and and you play a reaper so it's like you you're gonna naturally kind of go into those topics and and tackle you know like death and the necessity of it like ty said um but it's just it's a really good game i really recommend it i think that if you're somebody who likes those types of experiences that like i don't know like i i've seen them called rove likes recently um and if you're somebody who likes that like hyper light drifter stuff like this is for you i will say two things which i oh god damn it i forgot the first one the second oh it's longer than you think it's gonna be yeah so just like have that in mind because you like it has a vibe and you like get to the 15 hour point and you're like getting to a point in the narrative where like it could end and you're like okay all right and then it keeps going for like significantly longer so just know that and two i i personally feel like the bosses go down in quality as you go i think the first one really kicks ass and then the second two are kind of like eh Hmm. Ooh, that's interesting. I, I disagree. Yeah, same. I didn't care for I, them as much. I also don't think the game was that long for me. Because, like, you said 15 hours and you were still going. And, like, I I'm think that to... at m- I at most put 12 hours in that game. Like, I beat it in, like, two or three sittings. I got and I don't... some of the upgrades and stuff because I was, like, just not wanting to deal with the bosses and shit. And some of the areas, like, some of the progression areas were just really hard for me. It took me multiple tries. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I was gonna say, because, like, I got all of the weapons, and I didn't get every single upgrade, but, like, I upgraded my life once, and I think my, and, like, I, I got the upgraded versions of, like, the four different spells or whatever, like, the bombs, the arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, like, it, it definitely took me, like, probably 12-ish hours Cause like I beat it in like basically two or three settings and I don't play video games for that long in a setting. Yeah. You're also a big yeah. Zelda person though. So I think yeah, that'll probably depend that's true. Too. But I've heard a few yeah. people, a few other people be like, yeah, it was longer than I thought it was going to be. So just like, okay. yeah, like set your expectations to like, maybe just, it feels like it's going to be maybe like closing out sooner than it does. And then you're like, oh shit, there's still like yeah, more yeah. shit you have to do. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not, like, a five-hour long game. No. Yeah, but, I just, like, like especially yeah. the last boss, like, I didn't mind the design of the boss, but I was like, this just is just, like, it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> like, wow, I, I so disagree. I actually really liked the last boss same. a lot. Like, reading the last boss's, like, thing, like, their obituary or whatever, I was like, yeah, this was just, okay, this is fine. And like again, like I didn't mind the Aww. I didn't mind the design or whatever, but I was just like the the stuff around the area of the boss is interesting and like obviously builds into like the greater narrative, but yeah, the boss itself I was like I don't I don't care about this. Interesting. I also don't rem- the second one is the f- a- Andrew oh. looks shocked right now. <laughs> I I don't want to say legit. I just don't want to say too yeah, no. much and spoil it, but I just like yeah, yeah. I was like this is just like it, uh, it didn't feel very it did not have the same level of like detail and like interest to me as the first one did 
let's let's circle back offline as <laughs> as, as as the business folks say because i very curious uh, and i want to talk about this openly without having to worry about spoilers so ty you and i will discuss <laughs> I'm very curious. Yeah, that's story good though. Yeah. Um, next person I'm gonna toss it to is actually Ty though, because Ty, you have like the fucking hey Ty, longest fucking list chill out, dude. <laughs> I like play a lot of games. I I I got a lot of podcasts. Got a lot of writing to do. I be playing yeah. the games. So if you want, Ty, do you want to, like, walk us through, like, just a few different indie <sighs> games that you can kind of, like, touch on that I don't think that any of us have played? Yes. Um, yeah. I'm just going to let you have, like, a little, like, Ty five minutes thing where you can just, like, list off some indie games and give us your quick verdict on them. So most of these I have not finished. Um, a lot of these you can hear me talk about in depth on uh indie mixtape but let's see so sort of the necromancer is another like roguelike it's also a dungeon crawler um and it's gay it's like night princess shit um i did not get very far in it because i was playing it on my old switch and it did not like my uh hori pikachu controller and I didn't care for playing it on the tiny little Joy-Con. Um, so that kind of impeded my progress. But it was neat. And it kind of had um, Moonlighter vibes a little bit, like in the dungeons. Uh, which I enjoyed. Um, And then let's see, what else? Oh, Clawfish is cool. Uh, you might have seen it. I believe it was in one of the Wholesome Games directs or stacks or whatever. Um, but you get fish out of a claw machine. And it owns. I love that. Yeah. Dope. Like, there is a little bit of, there is, like, a little narrative to it. But, like, yeah, you're, you mostly, you fucking get fucking fish from a claw machine. And then when you get them, oh. they swim out into the ocean to be free. Um, and then let's see. I'm going to go down a little bit. Uh, a game that I wish I had more time for that I'm hopefully going to get back to um, is Ender Lilies, which is like... It has very big Hollow Knight energy mostly aesthetically and in the way that it is like platforming and it's you know a world that is this world is kind of actively dying as opposed to like being you know a little bit after the fact um but it does have extreme hollow knight energy but it also plays differently because you play as like a little girl who uses different spirits to like do different combat and you can switch them out and have different builds and stuff. Um, and it's pretty good. I, that's another one that I first started on PC. And then when the switch port came out, I grabbed that cause I just generally prefer to play things on switch. Um, and I do want to go back to it cause it's pretty neat and I want to see where it goes in terms of like the story because it is about the society 
seemingly being kind of up to some fuck shit and getting some religious retribution for it, so see but um also another one uh that i liked and kind of want to see what it's gonna be is uh bravery network online which is a game that uh kayla monty and i saw at pax west in 2019 and it came out in early access this year and it's like a pokemon style like turn-based kind of an RPG, but it also has, like, fighting game vibes. Um, and it's it's very neat and stylish and I'm excited to see what changes like, continue to come to it as it, like, goes through early access stuff. Um, and then the last one I'll do for now is, uh, Dodgeball Academia which is a cute little like, Saturday morning cartoon style uh, Dodgeball RPG. Yeah, it's cute. It's it's fun. I didn't finish it yet, but you be you be throwing dodgeballs. You have superpowers. There's a kid who's a mm-hmm. balloon. It's a good time. Honestly, what what else can you ask for <laughs> in a game? <laughs> um, perfect. Yeah, I knew that you played like quite a few little little indie guys, so I just wanted to give you a chance to shout them out. Um, and then I'm gonna toss it to Eli now. Eli, do you want to talk to us about something that you played this year? Yeah, um, I guess we're going to stick with the 2021 game. Uh, I played a lot of Halo Infinite, just the multiplayer. Still still holding back on that campaign so I can mm-hmm. play some co-op, but that multiplayer came out and hit pretty hard. I don't know about you guys, but I was like obsessed with it. I played Splitgate leading up to it because I was like, I'm going to get into this. This is it. Let's mm-hmm. practice. Let's go. And it really, like, delivered on kind of like that classic multiplayer, like, shooter multiplayer that I feel like we've kind of stepped away from the past few years with all the battle royales and everything. Um, so it was really cool to, like, jump in and actually join Halo with other people for the first time. Yeah, I completely I agree. Andrew and I played quite a bit of... I mean, not quite a bit. Like, I we played... A bit. Yeah, I've played <laughs> of, like 10 uh, matches. Yeah, of the Halo multiplayer. And like, we both are super into it too. We're in the same boat as you though, Eli, where we're kind of waiting for the the local co-op to be a thing because we started, and I think that you did this too this year. We started playing through like the older Halo games um, mm-hmm. together because it's something that like, Andrew was kind of into Halo when he was younger. I had played the first one and beaten it yeah. and dabbled in the second one but like that was it yeah you were like that's what i mean like you were kind of into them yeah. but like not supremely and like no. i like they're just a total miss on my end like i never played the halo games at all um mm-hmm. like i did not realize until we played halo that you play as master chief i always thought he was like your <laughs> boss or something <laughs> Yeah, that would so, kind of make sense. Yeah, I like I knew he was a character. Obviously, I could tell you exactly what he looked like. You put like a lineup of characters. I could like point out and be like, "Ah, oh, that's Master Chief." But like, I did not realize that that was like the player character. I assumed that he was a character that people loved from the game. It was very funny because she also didn't realize it right away. It took her a few minutes, and be like, "Wait." It was like that. Are we the baddies? Meme. It was like, "Wait, are we the Master Chiefs?" <laughs> 
It was very good. Um, but yeah, so like they just a huge like missing spot in my video game history. Um, so like we played Halo One and we were like halfway through Halo Two or no, something like we're that. Very early. Okay, I could I couldn't remember. Anyway, we're, we've started Halo Two, um, and then Halo multiplayer came out and I played that and it feels really good. Like I would still argue that like to me the best feeling like ongoing shooter right now is like probably destiny 2 um but but, like i still think that like halo is doing a different thing than destiny 2 is and it feels really good and i did like playing it a lot yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it like playing through it all i could think of like because i've never like you said like this is my first time playing halo 2 halo and halo 1 and 2 i played like throughout the year and then as like infinite was coming out as like should i start three should i wait like what's going on um so yeah i the best thing i could say about it is it it kind of feels at least the multiplayer it reminds me a lot of destiny multiplayer and Mm -hmm. i feel like yeah i I don't want to say anything about three for three or anything but like they're always kind of right there behind bungie like trying to chase that bungie goodness and that's with Destiny. It's like, how can we make it feel like that good? Let's make it feel a bit more like Destiny. So they added like those power ups and everything, which are really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I think coming back from like the big battle royales into this smaller thing, and it feels so good. Like it feels tight, uh, like a bungee shooter does. Um, yeah, especially going from Halo Two into this. Uh, yeah, I'm really, in- I'm enjoying it. Um, 343 you did a good job on that multiplayer the the battle pass stuff i agree with everyone it's not good mm-hmm. it's it not sucks, a good battle dude. pass <laughs> <laughs> no um but hey at least they're yeah. like being receptive though oh yeah like it percent. seems like they completely understand the feedback and are like yeah. working on fixing and that which is really cool they've made it super clear like it's in beta like yeah. the multiplayer yeah. is technically a beta it's true it's it kind of it's weird that it's like this beta is going to extend until next march or may or whatever they said but i get that they're working on it it's just kind of like the stuff you get in the battle pass trash (laughs) a lot of it Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, no you're totally right so it like and because it was your first time playing halo one and two like just to kind of touch on that because i know you played those this year also like how do you feel Mm -hmm. about the halo series so far how how are those games for you I. I'm not going to lie, Halo 1 was rough. Um, I played like the Master Chief Collection version, so it was, you know, updated or modernized to whatever it needed to be. And it was cool and all, but Halo 2 is where I really was like, oh shit, like, yo, Master Chief is dope. And then like, you get into all the Covenant people and like the aliens and all, like, you just get deeper into the Halo lore. And... I guess spoilers for Halo 2, you start playing as, what, the Arbiter dude? Mm -hmm. It's really compelling. Like, you get pretty hyped, and then you see all, like, these giant set pieces, and you're like, damn, they did this back on, like, the Xbox? And, yeah, Halo 2 is my personal game of the year. I know that came out a long time ago, but playing through it this year with my friend shout out to noah walking me through this i don't know it's probably like his 10th time playing halo um but it was really fun and i think co-op is the way to go for me with these games 
I completely agree. Like the whole time when when Andrew and I were playing it, I was like, the, I especially I, I agree with you with Halo One too. Like even playing that, I was like, <laughs> yeah. there's so many. Like it feels. It feels dated. It feels it feels like a dated game, yeah. even with the updates and stuff like that. Like you play it, and I'm like, I see the pipeline between like Nintendo 64 007 and this to game. This to Destiny, yeah, right? to, like yeah. from this to Destiny. Like, and it's funny because like you do it. It definitely because I missed those games. I did miss like that step in like that evolutionary chart. Yeah. So like when I go back and play it, I'm like, ah, I see like this how this piece fit in here yeah. and how we got the games that we got because of Halo existing. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that was really cool, but it's definitely a bit rough. Um, and, uh, but, like, when we started 2, there's, like, definitely a night and day difference. Yeah. Like, 2 feels yeah. very different. I think even, like, the back third of 1, from, like, a storytelling res- perspective, is, mm-hmm. like, way more interesting than, like, the first two-thirds of that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but like, I... Yeah, I, I agree with you, but yeah. I do have to say, like, just the jump between one and two, though. For sure. I'm just is, talking about from, like, an engagement standpoint, yeah, like, yeah. mentally. Like, not just, like, gameplay-wise, but, like, how invested you become, mm-hmm. um, I think, is like starts around, like, the, two, the two-thirds mark. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a cool series. I'm excited to kind of keep keep going through them andrew and i have a million we've actually started like so many different games this year um we've done a lot of two-player games this year more so than most years yeah. actually um it's like we like each other i guess so <laughs> um but yeah i i'm excited to kind of keep going through halo and i'm really excited for infinite once the campaign is multiplayer because i that's got that's going to be the way that i want to do it so yeah, i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not touching that campaign until that comes out yeah it's and i think that's kind of like the funny thing with uh infinite right now is just like how it's very obvious that like they were pushed to release it because they already had to delay Mm -hmm. it a year um so it just feels very like pieced together (laughs) um and not like in a it's not like a way like when you play it you're like oh this is like trash or whatever like it's not at all like that it's just it it feels like like the multiplayer just is a little it's still in beta, like the the story. It's a weird rollout of features, yes. right? Yeah, like it's not a it's not a complete package. They're slowly rolling pieces out. Yes, um, and it feels weird yeah. for a prestige like marquee title like Halo to be doing that. Yes, but. Like, it's something that you see a lot more in, like, indie games, right? Where like a game will be in beta. Like, I mean, even like Hades, right? Like Hades was in like beta for a year. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's more I mean, normal. Look at Delta Rune. Yeah, I mean, it's doing chapters now. Yeah, it's doing chapters. So it's like, like I don't know. It's not. It's it's just weird that Halo did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very strange. I I wonder if like the Game Pass stuff has anything to do with it. Like, you know, the pricing, the price models of it all. But I mean, I, I guess it's cool that it's on Steam and everything and all that. Like you can you can get it wherever, and it's on Game Pass. If you want to wait, you can wait. It'll still be there. But yeah. Co-op, please, soon. Yeah, fingers crossed. And, like, that, that is something, like, to shout out about it, too, is the fact that it is on Game Pass, which, like, Game Pass is just so good. Such a, mm-hmm. It's so funny. Andrew and I literally went to, like, a white elephant. Like, it, like, we went to his work's Christmas party, and they did this big white elephant exchange. It was, like, probably close to a month ago now. Um, and one of the white elephant gifts was an Xbox series S, um, and somebody like got the system and and, like, he was like super stoked about it. And like, I was sitting next to him and he's just like, man, I haven't had like a console in so long. I don't even know what games to play. And I was like, 
well. <laughs> and I like, I like <laughs> one dollar. Yeah. I was like, well, actually, it should come with like three months of Game Pass or something like because I like looked at the box and I think it said that I'm like, it comes with like three months of Game Pass. I'm like, Game Pass is actually it's like really affordable. It's like Netflix for video games. So like you have like 200 different options on there and, and you can just download them and play them anytime. Stuff kind of cycles out, but it's usually on there for a while. So like you should be able to get through the game that you want to play before it leaves. And like I'm like sitting here like pitching him on this and I'm like, I feel like a <laughs> shill, <laughs> but it's just such a good value. Yeah, so. that and the Final Fantasy fourteen pitch I hear all the yeah. time, and it's like, I mean, you guys are right. Yeah, it's like, like, like I said, Final Fantasy fourteen. It's, I would argue, it's not a game for everyone. So, like, when I see that, I'm just like, y'all. But like, I get it. It's very funny. <laughs> well, but at least game you can pass, try it. At least you can try it. That's yeah. that's true. It, that is true. It's worth trying, I think. Um, but yeah, Game Pass is just like stupidly good. <laughs> um. Anyway, the next thing that I'm going to do, because I want to breeze through some more of these games, because this episode's already going to be really long. Um, I don't so have I think to that... cover all the, all the ones on my list. Those were just, <laughs> those were just the ones that I played. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something, because I think that there are a lot of games that, like, primarily Andrew and I have played, and primarily we've played together. So, like, I'm just going to hit on them real fast. And, Andrew, you can chime in. Yeah. Um, Pikmin 3. Good. Good. <laughs> Great. Love, uh, love those funky little boys. You love Pikmin. I love Pikmin. And this was my first time ever playing one. Hi. Yeah. And this is, and that was part of the reason Andrew was like, we should play, like, I don't even, it, I don't know if we, like, came to this consensus that we needed to play more games together this year or something. It just kind of happened. It just, it just happened. And yeah. Andrew was like, oh, like, I, I really want you to play this game. Like, I love Pikmin. I think you'll really like it. Um, Pikmin is really fun. I, I think that, like, I, I, I 100% see how it is an Andrew game. It definitely seems like something kid Andrew would have loved. Dude, fucking almost 30-year-old Andrew <laughs> loves it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, very cute game. Um, still need to finish. Like, we're on the last level. Yeah. Or, like, because I think it's in days, right? Like, and we're, like, on the final, like, yeah, two days or yeah, something like that of it. the very end. Um, we also played uh, It Takes Two. Game's weird. It, it very is. weird narratively. Kayla and I yeah, also I'd played it. Fucking... Uh, we did not finish it though. We should. We were having fun. Yeah, like we had fun with it. We're very close to the end, but like fucking, it's. I will. The vibes say, are so weird. I will say. I mean, it's it's a it's a what is the Hazelight or whatever the Joseph Hazelight, yeah, yeah. Hazelight. the Joseph Ferris mm-hmm. Studio, which uh, Monty and I both really really liked a way out. Did y'all play a way out? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, no. I really liked that with, game. You played it with Jess. It Ty. was. Oh yeah, I did play some of it with Jess. We didn't finish. We didn't finish that though. Yeah. yeah. Jess and I can't finish things. No. <laughs> We're allergic to finishing things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I did really like that game. I was genuinely shocked by like the the ending. Um, but I think it takes two is more fun. Agreed. Yes. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like just the the mechanical gimmicks of it takes two, like that's what makes the game. Yeah. The book like, of the love, love is racist, it. though. The yeah, book, the book of, of love is, so is definitely racist. I hate that. What's guy. so funny Yikes. is uh. We were playing fucking Final Fantasy fourteen the other day with Moises, who he also played through that game with one of his friends. Um, and there was, like, we were in this library, and there was this one book boss that popped up. And, like, all three of us were like, this looks like the book from <laughs> fucking It Takes Two. 
And I think he was like, oh, I'm so excited to kill this racist book. <laughs> if you've played Heaven's Word, you know. Yeah. Really, you know I was playing. I was playing It Takes Two with Kayla, and we met the book, and I was like, oh, wow. And I just, like, was laughing, because I was like, I just, what, what do you, what do you do? Like, what? It's so well, cartoonish. It's so cartoonish. It's so, like, the book, the author has a name that sounds, like, Arabic, right? Like, I think it's Hakim, right? And, like, I think that's the author, and, like, I think that's what they're going for, but it has, like, a Latin lover accent. Yeah, and, like, the mustache and the really bad accent. And the whole random and the like. Spanish I'm I'm here to talk to you about don't... love and ra- yeah. It's, yeah, it's like very. Um, it's like, like Jane every the Virgin bad telenovela, Latinx, like tropey <laughs> thing. Yes, it's not good. I mean, I guess um, he's not like murdering people or doing drugs, but I also didn't see the ending of the game, so I can't say for certain that he doesn't. I also I don't necessarily love the narrative that's put, and I guess like. And to not, I, I won't be like super spoilery about it or whatever, but I guess like to the game's defense, it leaves it fairly open is what I've heard. Um, but like there kind of seems to be like the whole, the whole premise of the game, right? Is you're playing a couple who has a child and you're getting a divorce. And like right before you can tell the child you're getting a divorce, um, you're turned into like these little puppets and you now have to like navigate, like going through your house, but it's kind of like, honey, I shrunk the kids, you know, mm-hmm. like where everything is like big and monstrous and like fantastical and stuff comes to like shit to get around. Yeah. Yeah, it's it kind of has that sort of vibe to it. So it's like you're you're navigating the house and, and doing all of this and the whole the book is guiding you as you do this all. And his whole thing is he wants you guys to get back together, basically. Um, and it's just talking about how like, oh, like, remember how you used to love each other? Remember how you used to be a team? And and it, it kind of does that a lot to a point where it's like uncomfy because it almost feels like it's like anti-divorce. <laughs> Um, yeah, it definitely, but, it, if not the game itself, because again, I haven't finished it, but like the book at least is very much pushing the agenda of like, you should work it out. Yeah. And like, it's, I hear that the game leaves it open-ended. Um, Cause like, I, I haven't finished the last level. Andrew and I are in the last place right now. Um, but like, I hear that it's open-ended, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It's just, it's a little, it's a little weird, but it's a fun game. Mechanically, it is one of the most fun games I've played this year. I like all the mini games. Mm-hmm. Kayla kicked my ass really and I good. think like all but one, but they were fun. Andrew also kicked my ass on like all of them, <laughs> except for, except for probably like one or two, but yeah, he definitely kicks my ass at those. Um, and then the last couple of games that Andrew and I played together um, were Mario 3D World slash Bowser's Fury. And then we also played, um, oh my gosh, what was the other one? Um, There's another one. Did you delete it? Off no. the list? Yes, Monkey Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> Banana Mania. So we played, uh, we played <laughs> Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, and we played Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania um bowser's fury and 3d world fantastic um i'm always a little hesitant with mario games because i'm not super into platforming um i'm not like the best at them i think they're fun but like i'm just not super good so i kind of avoid them 
But I had a great time with that. I think that Bowser's Fury is a lot of fun. Um, kind of like one of the biggest bummers of that is that player two doesn't really get to do anything in that game. Maybe baby or Bowser Jr. Yeah, you get to be Bowser Jr. But I feel like you don't have like a huge role in it. Um, but at the same time, and like this is something that I talked to somebody about like earlier this year. Um, or like not, it was like two months ago. Cause like, I just found out I'm, I was pregnant not too long ago. And, uh, I was like, oh, it's, it's the type of game though, that like, like I would play this with my kid because like, it's so easy and straightforward and they can't really die or yeah. do anything. So it's like, you know, like it's, it's definitely something like that. Um, it's, you can tell it's meant for kids. Yeah. Um, and then as far as monkey ball, monkey ball, um, <laughs> not great. Not great. Um, I, <laughs> The story mode is still good. Story mode is still fine and controls fine. The mini games are fucking awful. Awful. Like <laughs> there's something wrong with the physics in yeah. the mini games where like they're literally unplayable. Yeah, like super, like Monkey Ball Target, it was my favorite mini game. Um, my family and I played it constantly. I like Monkey Ball has always been a huge game in my family. And um, it was such a bummer because I went to Monkey Ball Target and like, like you literally can't play it. And like I started looking it up and apparently that's a huge thing on Reddit. Everybody's like, yeah, these like some of these mini games are unplayable. I posted something about it on Twitter and like some random person commented and was like, I'm glad that like somebody said something because I was searching Twitter to see if people were like talking about this. And like, I'm glad that like somebody said something because yeah. it, they're just like unplayable. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's really bad. That's but um. Yeah, I was I was really upset about yeah. it just because like and I know Monty's the same way, but I think Monty played more the story mode and Monty did love the story mode, which is it's still like it is good. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania story is good. Like yeah, just, I mean it's just the other monkey ball games all put together. Yeah, it's it's just it's just monkey ball. If you like monkey ball, it's it's solid, like everything controls well. But the mini games uh were a huge, huge letdown. I was very sad about it. Yeah. And that's uh, those are the games that we played this year together, mm-hmm. other than fourteen now. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna toss it. I'm gonna toss it to Andrew. Hello. Talk about something you played. Uh, I want to talk about. I'm gonna shock everyone. I'm gonna talk about New Replicant. Mm. I famously do not like near Automata. Automata. Automatipia. Um, <laughs> I think that game. It, I, I cleared route A, I cleared route B, and on Automata, or yeah, Automata, and I was just like, I don't care about what's happening, and like, don't really understand what is happening. And everybody's like, well, you gotta do route C, and like, I feel the same way about the Twilight, I heard the same thing about the Twilight books, like, I read Twilight, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Oh, the, the next one's better. Red New Moon, that sucks. No, I'm just tired. No, yeah, I, so I stopped after New Moon when I was in high school. So I was like, I don't believe you anymore. And so I, bought, I picked up Replicant. And I love Replicant. I love Replicant a lot. I understand this franchise now. Um, to the point where I want to go back. Oh, like once I fi- I haven't finished Replicant, I'm working my way through B, which is I know still fairly early on, but um, I'm so much more invested in this than I was uh, Automata that I want to finish Replicant and then go back to Automata to see if it will click with me now. Um, like this was the biggest surprise of the year for me. It was Replicant. Um, it it's definitely just like an upscale PS3 game for sure, 
Um, it's just a remake of the original Nier. But, so, I mean, it's got some dated, like, gameplay mechanics and stuff like that, and, like, some of the quest design and, like, level design and stuff. It's kind of outdated, but I like it. I, I think it's good. I think it's great. Um, again, Monty watched me play it, and uh, she got invested into it pretty heavily. Um, shout out to Emil. Emil's the goat. Uh, <laughs> love that little, love that little boy. So mm-hmm. that's that's all I got for near. Just it was like I said, it was a big surprise for me. Um, humbled me a little, and like maybe I was wrong about Automata. So. Oh, you love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ty, I'm going to pass it to you next. Why don't you tell us about a game or two? So, I guess I'll talk about two. Or th- yeah, I'll do two for now. So, I played Chicory, and I reviewed it. Um, and it's fine. <laughs> a lot of people really, really liked it, and were very, very touched by it. Um, and it does have, you know, a story about, like, mental health and defining your worth based on your, um, like, I don't know, work product, work output that I think was unexpected, but, um, it did not hit super hard for me. Uh, it's cute. I like the painting mechanics. It's kind of like a baby Zelda game. Um. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. It's very cute. I like the art a lot. The Le- the Lena Rain soundtrack slaps, but the music is really good in that game. Like okay. I I've played five hours of it. I need to get back to it. Um, but like I kind of almost suspect that I'm gonna feel similarly to you, Ty. Um, just in that like, I I feel like there was a lot of this expectation of like it being this like really and i talked about it a bit when we talked about death store like that like expectation that these games have to be like really really profound and like if you don't walk away like having this like really emotional experience like like maybe like you just enjoyed the game lesser i i don't know it's just there's like this weird thing around it right now but like i i'm really liking it and who knows maybe it will be something that like really impacts me and like i walk away and i'm you know crying or whatever um but it's really it's a really cute game i do like it i'm not super far into it like i said i'm like five hours but yeah yeah it's it's like i think it's worth it especially like if you're looking for something small if you are a fan of that descriptor of you know like the cozy games or the like you know, more chill, like, less combat-focused games. It has a lot of Zelda mechanics in terms of the, like, puzzles and stuff. Um, you get lots of cute outfits. I did like that a lot. Um, I love to put the little doggy in different outfits. Um. What'd you name your puppy? Ice cream. Hell yeah. Good choice. Because I fucking love ice cream. Um. But yeah, it's like, I think it's very worth your time if you're looking for something like small and kind of chill. Because it does have boss fights, but they're like pretty long. And eventually, I'm pretty sure you can skip them past a certain point. Um, But yeah, Jiggery is like pretty good. Uh, it It's fine. Solid, like, B+. Hell yeah. Um... Right, all right. I think the other one that I want to talk about, well, I have two more in general that I want to talk about, I guess. 
Just delete these. Um. So shocking, no one. Uh, one of my favorite games of the year. Both of my favorite games of the year are <laughs> roguelike deck builders. Um, they just keep making them. But uh, the one that like really, really got me excited at the beginning of the year is Grifflands, which had been out on PC I think for like at least a year before in early access, but. It is fully done, and it is now out on PC and Switch. I think that's it, but I don't know. I haven't looked into it, so don't quote me on that. Um, but it's just, like, a really cool take on the genre, because it does still do the whole, you know, random cards in your hands, random events kind of things. But it also does still have you on a narrative track for each character. Um, so you are still getting, like, an overall story, even if, like, the way you get there is different each time. Um, and there's also just, like, an interesting approach in that you have a combat deck and a conversation deck, and they do different things, um, depending on which character you're playing as, because you have three characters and each one of them has a different, both conversation and combat style. Um... And it's just, like, it just is a good deck builder. It feels solid, and it's also just, like, a really interesting world with, like, a great kind of narrative thrust that I have not seen replicated in too many deck builders so far. The random element usually makes them kind of just, like, eh, this is a loop, yeah, it's fine. So, yeah. it's. It's also very, like, spacey and future even there's a lot of, like, frog people and dog people and, like, funky animals that you can be friends with. And I know you love funky friends. I do. It's sad when they die, though, because <laughs> they can die in combat. Oh. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, you recommended I'm... that one to me, too. I'm, I'm excited to hop into it. Loving these deck builders this year. Well, and then, like, I feel like the big deck builder of the year, and, like, Eli, I'll let you kind of, like, you know, start us on this one, but I know, Ty, you have many feelings, uh, was Inscription, and, like, I don't know, Eli, do you mm -hmm. want to tell us how you feel about it? Uh, yeah, um, I also started playing this, like, pretty recently, uh, even though I, you can check, I put in, like, 15 or so hours already, um, but another Ty recommendation nailed it this this game is awesome like it's got the i don't know it just blends together so many of my interests in a game into like one really unique like package of like you got a deck builder it's also like a escape room type of game and then there's just like i don't know like you it's an adventure game too it's just everything blended together into a creepy but not like horror-y game um yeah, no, it's it's awesome. If it was horror, I probably wouldn't play it, but it's like it's right below the line of horror where it's just the atmosphere is creepy, you feel tense, but you're not like scared. I don't know. What do you think, Ty? I do consider it horror just because like, I mean, it's definitely meant to be like the first place is every part of inscription, I would argue is like purposefully unnerving. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, different ways that that manifests. Um, It's a little bit hard to talk about it without, like, spoiling it. Spoiling, Well, not even spoiling. It's just, like, it's fun to watch people or to know that someone is after you go through it like someone is gonna go through this for the first time and kind of have yeah. like well and i feel like response. it's less even the like it's less spoilers and more just like the first part of the game is very much about just like poking around the game like mm-hmm. and it means that literally in like you know messing around with the mechanics of the card game that you're first presented but also like eli said you are in this like room in this cabin and there's all this stuff that you can look at and mess with and you know like the more that you fuck around with the environment and the game like the more that you learn and so it's kind of hard to talk about it in that way because you do just kind of want people to like do that um but inscription is the coolest fucking game it's the game of the year it fucking Oh, um, I was gonna say I thought like inscription was gonna be your your yeah. game of the year for sure. It is, yeah, it is. Mm. I love Grifflands. Um, I my hour count would say it's Pokemon Unite. Uh, <laughs> but inscription is just really cool because <sighs> it depends. So I went into it knowing that there was some kind of, like, extra layer to it beyond the card game and room. I didn't know what that Mm. was going to be, but I knew it was going to be something, just because the guy who made it, uh, Daniel Mullins, also made Pony Island and has just, like, done a lot of, like, metatextual and, like, ARG-type shit with his games. So... Like, I just knew that knowing about him as a creator. So going in, I was like, okay, there's going to be, like, something up with this game. Um, and there most certainly is. Yeah, I, there's definitely something going on. There's a lot going on with the game. It's another one where it's longer than you think it's going to be. Um, and that's mostly because, like, it's presented in the structure of a roguelike deck builder where you have, you know, a run. And the game presents you with, like, okay, you know, here's the card game. Here's the number of bosses that you're going to have. Like, let's play, basically. Um, And so it kind of implies that there's, like, a time frame or a time limit that's not actually there. Um, And so it will... Your mileage is definitely going to vary just depending on, like, how good you are at like understanding the mechanics um and like how to mess with them and stuff and also realizing like when the game wants you to step away from the table but yeah it's very experimental and pokey but it's very cool and there's a lot going on and i really liked the story that it is telling and there's also a lot of wild like arg shit that accompanied it that i like still haven't fully dug into because it's a lot but it's very that stuff is like i i heard about it before i jumped in and and it did intimidate me a bit i was like oh man what am i getting myself into 
but now that I'm like, you know, a dozen hours in or so, I'm I feel like that is the perfect thing to add on to this game that's already like you're just discovering so many new things every time you play it. Like I I don't know, this game has it all. It does and if like how far are you Eli? Like have you gotten past all of the bosses in the first part? Um I've gotten past I think two bosses. Um so you know, I'm probably a bit behind maybe at this point. Um but every time I find something out like something out that's new, I, I just get deeper like involved into it. Yeah, there's a lot. And the fucked up thing is there's so much more <laughs> going on <laughs> that you're going to see and it's just it's really cool. It's really well executed. I also just like it's the only game I've ever played where I'm like, "Oh, this should only be played at a computer." Mhm. Um, yeah. I have like very strong feelings about that. Um yeah, like all the default like visual settings and everything and just the way you the way the game starts and presents you with all right, now it's time to play is like what is going on here? Like you just know something's off. It's it's a really really cool tone. Like the opening of the game is also just like a very cool tone piece. Mm-hmm. Um inscription fucking rules is what. Yeah. I'm excited to play it sometime. It's definitely on my list. Like it sounds like it's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> so It is a it is in fact a whole thing. It is a journey. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah. Andrew, do you want to talk to us about one of your your last couple games on this list? One of your journeys. Um Ratchet and <laughs> Clank was an interstellar journey that I loved. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Ratchet and Clank fan. I I have been for years. Um, so to see it be kind of like the, really the premier like PS5 title this year of like showing off what the PS5 can do with like load times and stuff and the haptics and 3D audio um, was really special for me in particular. Um, and God, they fucking just delivered on it um insomniac i know like i know insomniac it's like a ton of praise for spider-man and stuff like that and it's, it's justified don't get me wrong but like they will always be the ratchet and clank studio to me um without a doubt and they absolutely just crushed this new one uh i loved rivet and uh kit as new characters i yeah i just i Again, I have no critical thoughts about this other than <laughs> it's very good. Um, I like my my critic brain is just off. Um, it's the holidays. Yeah, it's I okay. mean, it's it's one of those games that like will always remind. Like when I think of the PS Five, I will think of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, it's just it was everything I wanted out of a next gen Ratchet game, especially because like we didn't get an original Ratchet game on the ps4 we got that remake of the first game so it's been a minute since we had gotten for the record yes which is great don't get me wrong like i love that the remake in 2016 but like seeing ratchet and clank's story continue after like the events of like the future series and stuff like that and this new direction they went in including rivet and kit i thought were really great um 
it felt like Ratchet and Clank, but didn't feel like retreading. Um, which is something that I feel like platform heavy games can very much feel like. So yeah, overall, I just I I really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite games of the year. It's it would be if if Resident Evil hadn't come out this year, Ratchet and Clank would be my favorite game of the year, for sure. I also yeah, really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, I was gonna say Ty. I know that you really loved it too. Yeah, it was. I did get a little bit tired of it just because I was doing guides for it, and I mm, yeah, I did a lot of collectibles in that fucking game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it's a really fun game. It's very vibrant. Um, I think like I don't think you go into Ratchet and Clank like really expecting a story or like you're like no one is going into ratchet and clank for like the narrative but um this game has some really strong writing in it yep and also manages to balance that which is like being pretty fun and compassionate and i just yeah it was very charming and it's really really fun uh, the weapons are fun. I think more shooters should have uh, funky guns. Agreed. God, the <laughs> topiary gun? Mm. I love the, the, f- the, the mushroom that just hates his job. Yeah. Yeah. God, the guns were so good. And that's one of the things I look forward to in like every Ratchet and Clank game is like, what crazy new guns have they come up with? And they always kill it. Zircon Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. Ratchet and Clank. Um, Jess, I'm going to toss it to you. You're going to toss it to me? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hot potato. Um, I'm going to do a real, because like we still have, I still have like a few on my list. Speed run. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like hit them real fast. Uh, a couple multiplayer games this year that I really enjoyed were Knockout City and Pokemon Unite. Um, I think that those are the two that I put the most time into and had the most fun with. I know I say like I put the most time into and like I probably put like 15 hours into Pokemon Unite and Ty probably put 100 hours into Pokemon Unite. It's so more than that. Yeah, I thought that I was being a little nice saying Yeah, you were lowballing it significantly. <laughs> um, but both just like really great games. Um, Pokemon Unite is a really good like baby's first MOBA without mm-hmm. being like too babyish. Like there's still like, you know, like competitiveness there. Um, and I really do enjoy that game. And then Knockout City is like uh, after just like shit with Blizzard this year, I I can't bring myself to play Overwatch, <laughs> you know, and like I like wherever you fall on that whole conversation about like playing these games versus boycotting these games versus like and like also like I've already purchased this game. I, I don't know. There's a whole can of worms and like we can have a whole discussion about that. But like what it comes down to ultimately for me is like right now, I just like don't really love playing that game. <laughs> it just makes me feel ick. So I was kind of trying to find something that was like multiplayer and fun and hooks me in. And Knockout City is that for me. I really do enjoy that game a lot. Um, very colorful, very cute. Uh, the combat is very fun. I like the short little matches you can do. So um, both awesome games. Also this year, uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out and Ty and I both played through that and did a super fucking long podcast <laughs> on it with Bonnie. Uh, they joined us and, and we did this whole spoiler cast. So like, listen to that if you want to hear more of our thoughts. But like Mass Effect Legendary Edition, like, 
I really like the Mass Effect games, and this is just a, you know, a, like not even a remake, a uh, remaster of yeah, a remaster of those. So like, it is what it is, and the game has all of the pros and cons that they always had. <laughs> so, um, yeah, more cons, IMO. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those. I think that it's like. I mean, more cons in the sense that, like, when you go back to something with, like, the knowledge that you have, like, five years later or ten years later or whatever, it's, like, you're going to see through, like, some of the shit that you, like, didn't see through before. Yeah. Um, Mass like, Effect if you, was, like, bad for me, though. I was, like, this is, like, <laughs> this is rough. I mean, you were there during the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's definitely, like, there are certain, like, I don't know, there are certain things that I went back through and played and, like, I liked a lot more. Like, like honestly, I think that overall I liked Mass Effect 3 more um, than I did the first time. that, and, and, like, I wasn't one of those Mass Effect 3 haters or anything like that, but, like, I just, I liked 3 more um, comparatively to the other ones with Legendary um, than I did previously. So, like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's. I feel like that's what it is like whenever you revisit a series but Mass Effect definitely has some like things that critically just do not hold up and uh like I don't know we we it's go a into lot. it a lot it's a lot of things yeah the majority um, of the things <laughs> but you know they're fun games uh not I I don't know like are they are they worthy of the of where we uh hold them in like our video game canon uh listen to our podcast for our thoughts um maybe skip one because it's not very fun yeah no you don't like it either mass effect one yeah no okay i think the story we we talk about it in the podcast but the story of mass effect one is like fine yeah, uh, there's a reason I played but, like three hours of Legendary Edition, and that's but the the, yeah. make, the Mako Mako whatever the fuck is a hate crime, and <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, but it it also it's just like it it has just hasn't aged well like as a shooter. Yeah, no, I I I agree. I agree with you. Uh, it definitely does improve with each game. Uh, other than that, I recently started playing Solar Ash because that game just came out. I'm still not finished with it. I'm towards the yeah, end. So you're close. I'm I'm like very close. Um, is it what what is that game? Because I feel like everything I've seen is just like it looks like you're roller skating on planet rings while punching a thing in the face. So yes, yeah, <laughs> no. Um, it's like it, it's not as combat heavy as you'd like think it would be, um, but it is a lot of just like traversing and like kind of gliding, um, and collecting like different things um, until or like solving like these small little puzzles, and then taking on like kind of a big behemoth boss type thing but you don't even fight the boss it's like you skate along the boss and you have to like hit different areas on it um and then you, you do that like three times and, and you get rid of the boss and I don't know exactly where this like I have a very good feeling about what the story is and like where it's headed um because it kind of seems like one of those things where it's like maybe we are the bad guys all along and like kind of like the shadow of the colossus type thing um so, so and no spoilers there because I don't know. That's just my prediction. That's what it feels like it's doing. Um, but it's it's a fun game. It's not hitting 
me the way that like Hyperlight Drifter did when I played Hyperlight Drifter, um, which same studio. And like it's I'm not they're they're apples to oranges kind of because like it's not the same style game at all. Um, but it's it's a fun game. It's very cool. I think that I wasn't expecting uh, the game to be like fully voice acted. And I do think that the performances and like the music and stuff are actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's I think that it's it's worth playing. But it's, I, it's not like my favorite game of the year, which I like, it was my most anticipated game. So kind of weird that it's not. Um, and then other than that, uh, Final Fantasy VII Integrate came out this year too. Um, I, I liked it. I think that it's a good way of introducing Yuffie to people who haven't met her before and also just kind of making her more of an appealing character because whereas like, I really have always liked Yuffie. I know that there were a lot of people who found her annoying. And You're I wrong. Well, it's just like a common thing. Like a lot of people did because of the way that she's introduced in like the original game. Um, and so I think that while I do find the way that she is introduced in the original game like really endearing and I, and I love it, I think that this is a gentler and more friendly way of like getting audiences to know and actually like her. So... Um, yeah, those are all my thoughts. And then I think that there's only one game left on our list. And I'm going to toss it to Andrew because Andrew and I both have it on ours. So, Andrew, tell us about Metroid Dread. What if Returnal <laughs> was a Metroidvania and not a roguelite? That's Metroid Dread. Boom, done. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm Metroid Dread. <laughs> um, I'm so fucking tired. Um, Metroid Dread just is so fucking good, dude. Um, again, critic brain off, Andrew brain on. Um, it's been in development like on and off for like 15 years. Uh, it's the first mainline Metroid game in like almost 20 years. Uh, because the Prime Trilogy are not technically mainline, and fuck other M. Um, and it, God, they just they just nailed it. This game could have gone so poorly, so easily. And like, are there like valid criticisms for it? A thousand percent. The accessibility sucks ass. Um, people complain about it be- having too many buttons. I think they're babies. Um, I don't think it's that bad. Wow, because I think there's too many buttons. I know I think you do. the controls in that game are <laughs> fucking ridiculous. No, I think they're totally fine. I do not have a single problem with the controls in that game. That is wild to me. That is like, you know, I know that like that lots of white men like to go onto these podcasts and yell at each other. Um, this is the closest I felt like a white man who wants to yell at somebody on the podcast <laughs> because I think that the controls are like inexcusably bad. No, I think they're totally fine. I'd have zero issues with them. I should not have to hold down four buttons to do one thing. You never have to. Yes, you do. What? To grapple. That's not true. You hold down three. You hold down four. You have to have the directional pad pointed too, Andrew. Oh, that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> you just change it. You're like, no, it's three buttons you have to hold down. And yeah, I'm like, it, it, yeah, it's holding down and you just aim it. And then, yeah, and then you have the directional pad too. You are controlling four different buttons. If you have any sort of like mobility, a thousand dis- percent. I agree that the accessibility for it is garbage. But like, but that's just the Switch in general. But no, like, <laughs> Metroid is next level bad. Like, that game, 
the controls in that game, I, I love Metro. Like, I think that game was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I like the atmosphere of that game. Um, I really do like Samus as a character. Like, for that being the first game that, like, really introduced me to her. Like, mm-hmm. I love Metro Dread. I think it's great. Yeah. It was my game of the year until I played other games, like, towards the very end of the year. And stuff like yeah. Death's Door and Loop Hero and stuff kind of bumped it back. Um, but I do think that the biggest issue with that game is the controls and they're like inexcusably in the year 2000 or you know 2021 like just like bad yeah i i don't have a problem with it like obviously like i you know i do not have any mobility issues anything like that yeah Um, the fact that you have to do a claw grip to grapple in that game like and and the fact that you like the grappling is there are so many things that you only do a couple times yeah and so it's just like you could have cut it you could have just completely cut needing that weapon or needing that skill. And you could have like, con- like combined two other things into like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are just so many things that could have been cut to make the controls better or to make it to where it's not so cluttered or things that like, I don't know. Like for instance, like grappling in so many other games now, like you think about how Spider-Man swings from building to building, right? Like you just mm-hmm. shoot and swing. Yeah. If you would hit a button or like even held down a bumper and hit a button to just shoot and swing, mm-hmm. that would be fine. But, like, the fact that you have to hold down two different bumpers, hit a button, and also a directional pad to, like, hit that direction. And it doesn't auto-lock on to anything, so you have to actually be accurately aiming mm-hmm. is too much. That's fair. I mean, I think that's, I think that's more of an <laughs> argument for, like, it doesn't fit a 2D model well. Um, yeah, may, I don't know. I'd Like, I we can say whatever. I, I just think, like I said, that game... Yeah. I've gone on. Uh, I know. I, I, I went on I, Game Informer and I said the same thing. I was I like, know, dude, it's just. I know. Just a like... lot of people have that complaint. I don't, I don't get it yeah. personally. Again, that's just me. I'm built different. I guess Fine. so. You Shut are built the different. Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I really like Metro Dread. I think that game kicks ass. Yeah, um, it's a kick ass. It, it's, it's a really good game. Like I said, I like. And because <laughs> I mean, even on like that podcast, like we were talking about it and we all kind of agreed the controls are like really bad. We're like, but it's a fantastic game. Like not to like completely rag on it because like, it's very, very good. But to me, like that is the big thing. Like that holds it back substantially in my opinion. I, it made me more excited for the eventual prime four. Yeah. um, Cause like, I like the prime games. I played the prime games like more as a kid. Um, I actually played through zero mission and fusion, like leading up to dread to like get in that headspace. Um, Zero Mission kicks ass. Fusion's fine. It's I think Fusion's the weakest of the 2D Metroids by Damn, far. Damn, that's a hot take. I, I mean, I, okay, I take that back. I haven't played the original Metroid. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the only one I haven't played. I just know a lot of people like Fusion. I don't understand the love for Fusion. Mm. I really don't. It is not not nearly as good as Zero Mission or Dread or mm. even like the half of Super Metroid I've played. Yeah. I think it's a very fine game overall. Interesting. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Um, Metroid, good. I'm glad it's back. I'm glad it sold well, too. Um, it made me excited for Prime 2 purely because the controls in Dread were so bad. And I was like, I feel like 3D, this would be a lot more yeah, enjoyable. Yeah, and it, it is. Like, because you have control of your camera, whereas, like, it requires you to stop, press a button to, like, change your camera, yeah. like, your view on the 2D. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that does it. I think, um, so I know, Eli, you said that your game of the year was Halo 2. Um, Hell yeah. Yes. Do you have one for 2021 as well? Yeah, my 2021, like, 
actual game of the year is it's got to be inscription i know i'm not done with it yet but like it's truly like so unique and like blends together so many awesome like game mechanics into this really really cool package that apparently there's more beyond what i'm even like expecting at this point so mm-hmm. um yeah inscription for sure game of the year i can't wait Pretty to dope. play it and then andrew what was your game of the year resident evil village <laughs> <laughs> i had to do it like that because it's the eight and the village uh-huh. village. village yeah it's, uh it's a tricksy one and then ty you said yours was inscription also inscription yeah nice Damn, and i think that mine's death's door <laughs> um so i think by by popular vote and also the the re- like factoring that uh andrew and i are both like stepping back quite a bit from from uppercut or like you know completely uh so i feel like eli and ty you guys get like double votes um i feel like inscription is that like definitively uppercuts game of the year 2021 I think technically, if we're going <laughs> off the entire year, it's Loop Hero, just because mm. the most of us played it and liked it. But yeah. also, honestly, like, both great choices. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, I I think I would probably give it to Loop Hero just by a, a pure numbers basis, but mm-hmm. Inscription is also like very high up there. I think. Yeah, I guess Loop Hero makes sense, too, because, like, Kayla loved the shit out of Loop yeah. Hero. Yeah, like, Kayla yeah. liked it, you two both liked it, I like it, Eli Gl- likes it. Glenn liked it, and Glenn's basically uppercut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Hi, Glenn. either way, um, really fucking good year for, like, yeah. kind of those, like, offbeat little tie indie games, type games. Tie games, tie games, tie games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pseudo uh deck buildery type games or deck builders um but yeah so i you you heard it here first uh the uppercut game of the year is loop hero slash in- inscription but yep. i guess mostly hey. loop hero <laughs> yep. we um, did it, everyone we did it we solved the, we solved the crisis <laughs> yeah, we solved the video game crisis this is actually why everybody does game of the year each year is because there's just like this horrible like eldritch god that demands it and so we must Jesus. we must decide his name is jeff his name is jeff. the first time in the history of all of us being on the site that we've had like one game that most of us played and like really like yeah probably because i mean even when we like did our decade discussion it was like I we don't talk about that pretty much yeah. everybody really loved night in the woods except for fucking andrew who was just trampled that whole and- conversation was awful um (laughs) i never want to do anything like that ever again that was the Um, worst idea i've ever had yeah truly andrew and i are both traumatized still um brackets are um bad yeah like which is fucked up because when you do brackets with riley they're pretty fun but that's because riley's fun that is true we're we're not fun enough to do brackets too much. But yeah. Uh, so that is our bracketless game of the year podcast. Hopefully, you found some games that sound fun that maybe you haven't tried out yet, or like maybe you were thinking about trying one out and then you're like, ah, shit, like that doesn't sound that good anymore. <laughs> and so maybe we any, just. Before we, sorry, Jess, before we wrap, no. do y'all have like your 
like ones that you're you want to do you're like 2021 games that you're like are on your like backlog that you're like you know like actually gonna get to Mm. inscription yeah inscription's up there for me yeah uh also returnal i want to play more returnal final fantasy 14 and walker (laughs) yeah yeah that is years God, the way that we're burning through shit, like maybe not, because we're already almost on uh Stormblood. You're about to have a baby. I know, but like I'm just gonna be kind of like sitting around in a haze. So like, what else am I gonna do? Take care of the baby. The baby sleeps. Do you know how many hours a day a baby sleeps? I can't wait for you to listen to this podcast. Um, I'm just saying, I'm going to have like a month and a half off of work. What else am I going to be doing? I'm going to be taking fair. care of a baby and playing an MMO. Fair. And never leaving my house or showering. That's disgusting. You, you need to be showering. You're going to oh. be showering. <laughs> Ty is about to like come over here. Uh, just to take the baby and be like, go shower, bitch. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, Eli, what about you? Uh, yeah, definitely Returnal. Um, I think I just missed it at the time it launched, so I want to get back to it. And Death's Door, like, I I watched some gameplay when you guys were talking about it, and it looks pretty dope. Like, and cool. if it's on Switch, uh, I'm into it. I'll put in some hours. Okay. Yeah, I think that you would actually really like it. Okay, okay. It's very fun. Um, yeah. I, what about you, Ty? Yeah. Mine is definitely Wildermyth number one. Oh, yeah, that's um, a good one. I have started it and put in a little bit of time because um, they were kind enough to give me a code for it. Um, but I really want to play it with uh, Riley, and I just want to spend more time with it because the way that it's doing its storytelling with the proc gen seems really, really cool. And... I want to fuck around with it more, but I just have not had the time to, like, fully focus on it. So, that's my main one. Yeah, Wildermyth looks nope, very, nope. very cool, so that is actually a really good one. Um, and one that's on my list, too. I'm trying to think. Oh, I also wanted to play Eastward. I still have not played that one, but that's that's life. Too many video games, not enough time. Really? Yeah, there's hella. <laughs> um, is there are there any games next year that y'all are like really looking forward to? Any twenty twenty two titles? I have no idea what's coming out next year. Yeah, same. I guess Halo Infinite. The Cogswell Howard DLC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that Ty is excited for God of War. Ugh. Oh wow, that's next year. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, Neon White is next year. Yeah, Neon and White looks great. I am looking forward to that. There was something else that I just found out is coming out next year, and now I can't remember it because my brain cell is overwhelmed. So but... far, like the big games that are announced for next year, fingers crossed they're not like pushback or whatever, um, are like Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, Starfield, Dying Light 2, God of War Ragnarok, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Hogwarts I Legacy. I am looking yes. forward to that one, to the Pokemon. Same. Yep. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2, Gotham Knights, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, mm. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, Stalker 2. I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad. I think I'm the only person yeah. in games no, media same. 
Still, okay, because I heard, like, I know that there was, like, a newer trailer that came out, and a lot of people were like, eh, I don't know about this now. I am very, very hyped to see a Rock City Suicide Squad game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Yeah, more Rock Steady, please. Even though it's not Catwoman, which is what it should have been. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, I think it has the capacity to be like really fucking cool. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely it's gonna be one that Andrew picks up, and so I will probably watch and I will see if it's something that I want to play. I absolutely will be playing the shit out of that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like if it happens, Breath of the Wild two is my most anticipated because like I am hoping that they will like backtrack a little bit and it's going to be good breath of the wild well i like breath of the wild <laughs> i just like also <laughs> want there to be more traditional zelda elements yeah. so i'm hoping that now that they did this big like exploratory like experimental thing like the next step might be like going to these more traditional yeah, temples and shit like that rain it in a little bit yeah so like yeah. i'm i'm hoping for that um fingers crossed we'll see yeah um Mine is Destiny 2 The Witch Queen. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yo. Um, yeah, okay. Dude, I want to fucking poke some people with a big spear and say hello to Mara Sav, my space wife. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Neon White looks cool. I'm stoked about that. Uh, Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights looks dope. Um, well, we haven't seen oh. anything from... Blood Hunt is, is coming out like actually it kind of was out of this year in early access but it's like supposed to actually come out next year and I am looking forward to that because I did play a little bit of it this year and like a battle royale with vampires is like pretty good yeah that's your jam yeah um, that seems like a tie ass game yeah. like the game in its current state is not good but hopefully with the like polish of a few months and like people playing it to beta test it, like it'll be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Eli, what was yours? Um, I said Halo, just you know, oh, to be right. funny, but stop the presses. Uh, Midnight Suns apparently <gasps> might be coming out next year. Ooh, and... if Midnight Suns comes out, same. That shit yeah. looks fucking. Good. Yep. yep, yep, that's also mm-hmm. mine. One of mine. That is my oh. number one for sure. No, I've got my number one. God, I'm mad at all of you for not tell- like correcting me on this. What? It's Slime Rancher 2. Oh my god. Ooh, is that next year? Fucking next year, let's go. Jesus. I am going to <laughs> die. I know for a fact that there's, like, six indie games coming out within the first, like, six to eight months of the year that I, like, know for a fact are coming out, and I can't remember any of them right now, and it's just, I'm already overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems right. All right. I think that does it for us. We're gonna wrap it? I think, I think that does it for the episode, which, um, what, like, now I'm reminded, once again, this is the, the last episode that I am hosting, which is very sad but i am sure that i will be back on here um and uppercut's gonna be going through like all sorts of like really fucking cool changes and you know i'm really excited to see what's next uh it's it's gonna be interesting being on the other side of it and just and just being uh the biggest uppercut fan and having to fight all the other uppercut fans for title of the biggest uppercut fan i want you to fight glenn (laughs) (laughs) oh my god 
time to like start being in every single fucking Twitch stream. <laughs> Just gotta show show off and show up, Glenn. Um, but yeah, I uh. Oh, hi, Bruce. Bruce, Bruce said hello too. Bruce is now a podcaster. Um, but anyway, I will go ahead and let's toss it around, and we can well, tell people where we can. Hold on. What? Thank you for hosting for the last like year and a half. Aw, thank you. Thanks for being thank our. You, uh, yeah, thank, thank you so much. Thanks for being Aww. our podcast captain. Aw. And uh, steering the podcast ship for a while, and we're gonna miss you a lot. I guess the only day. time that I that I steer the podcast ship because uh, generally whenever we play Sea of Thieves, uh, Ty is the captain and I am the the map person. Well, yeah, that is our designated role. I'm not but good I will at maps, <laughs> but I do like steering this ship. Um, and thank you. We That's appreciate really sweet. you. Thank you. We're gonna miss you. Like yeah. I guess you every day, so like it's less. It's less for me, but like I'm gonna miss working with you. I also like. I mean, Kayla and I are still lingering in the yeah, staff channels sure, of, sure. of yeah, Discord, I mean, like, and uh, but... we still have our like you know our text message chain or whatever. So like where we're just constantly talking about BTS and stupid shit. So, um, yeah. But thank you. It's very sweet of you, and um, I love doing this. And thank you all so much for for listening. I'm gonna toss it to Eli right now to tell us where people can find him online Eli, yeah you can yeah oh no, <laughs> you can ahead. find me online <laughs> um i'm on twitter uh real sf treat um if you want to add me on switch my friend code is sw75625065722 let's play some smash or some mario kart or something <laughs> fucking incredible <laughs> that's so good i'm gonna start doing that when i go on podcast now just like fucking like read off my switch number <laughs> that's so good um ty where can people find you, you can find me on twitter.com at a wolf keeper what about your switch friend code i don't know it <laughs> you sound so sad you sound like you're about to cry i don't know it i don't know it Andrew, where can <laughs> Andrew, where can people find you? You can find me at my new Twitter handle, uh, the Lumber Snack with two C's, uh, no K. Uh, as God intended. As God intended, because mm-hmm. your boy's the original Lumber Snack. True. <laughs> mm-hmm, I'm glad that mm-hmm. you like got that handle too, dude. I got it on there, and I also got where else did I get it? I've gotten Instagram? it a few different places. No, I don't use Instagram. That's deleted. Um, mm. um I have it a few places. But yeah, hmm. yeah. There you go. Follow, follow the lumber snack, and also Eli on Switch. <laughs> um, Please. <laughs> and you can find me at a Wild Jessichu over on Twitter and Instagram. Pound around is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media at Uppercut. Haven't done this in a while. <clears throat> How do you spell pa- that at? Huh? How do you spell that at? At Pound Round is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media at Uppercut Crit and UppercutCrit.com. If you'd like to hang out with the Uppercut crew, feel free to join our Discord. As always, the link is in the episode description. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review it over on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you just can't get enough, you can head on over to Patreon.com slash UppercutCrit and toss a couple of bucks our way to get it early. Or even get your name read right at the end, just like these folks here. Hey, y'all. Andrew again. Uh, special thanks to Santi Laguiza, Justin Drew, 3rd Avenue Cap- Anti-Capitalist, Katie Muir, Cody Peters, JT, Matt Burr, Jordan Ramey, D- 
Dale, Adam Manahan, Chris Edgerton, Jesse Vitelli, Adept 7777, Optional Objectives, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Eliza Tenantivy, Adrian A. Rock Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, Colton Crow, Jesse Pearson, O.A. Kayla, Jared Shu, DJ Kento, Cam Koenig, Quentin Hoffman, and Mikey Phillips for all their support. Thank you all so much for your generosity, and thank you, listener, for palling around with us. Bye. 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 We did it. We did it. Yes.